Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another awesome, crazy looking episode of Heroes of Noise podcast. I'm only one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. It really is the craziest looking thing ever. Wouldn't you agree, Steve? (laughs) I mean, it's awesome. Not only is it awesome, but it's crazy looking too. You know, I'm just going to stop for a second, Steve. What exactly defines crazy looking? It's like, if it's not only crazy, but you could tell by the outside it's crazy. It's crazy looking. Some things can hide it's crazy, but when it's like, oh no, that's crazy looking. So like some homeless people could be crazy looking. Yes, some, not all. Some be like, oh, that's crazy looking. So is it a positive thing? Other ones you're like, you never know. It's a very positive thing. But not when you're talking about the homeless people. Like if you're homeless and crazy looking, that's like two strikes, right? I don't know. You can make it nice. I'll be like, man, that's a dope, crazy looking homeless person. But he's got nice hair. You know, (laughs) like what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. But look at my dope, crazy looking car. Crazy. And it could also fill in for like a cuss word. That's right. You know You're good saying? at that. Like, sniff. Yeah. You use sniff <laughs> instead of the F word or the S word for that matter. Where did you, is sniff a thing? Like, did you go to the, no, uh, I, the non-cursor's handbook and pick out, like, I need a word to replace fuck. No, it's like, it's, it's, it's sniff would just happen out of nowhere. So did mud ducking. That happened out of nowhere too. Mud ducking. But like, that's a crazy mud ducking light switch. Now, these are yours or do other people say these things? Mine is mine. Mud ducking. I assume that's for MF. That's your, that's yeah, your MF yeah. replacement. Okay. Yes. You oh, see what I deal with people? Every day. week, I got to deal with this. this uh, I got to go into a new dimension just to get on, on Hudson's level. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 71. My name is Dan Ramirez. Steve, you ready to do this? I am. It's, I, it seems like we have not talked. This week, that's because we probably because we have not. That would be the main reason is your lack of presence. Uh, Looks like you've had a very busy week. I have too, but mine's pretty much your standard busy week. Why don't you tell these good folks what you've been doing, what you've been dealing with over the last week? Well, uh, family family visited because uh, my son graduated. Um, Dan did not warn me about how um, interesting graduation day is and graduation week is. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. Getting them there. I mean, like, there was a point during the day that I woke up at nine to get him to a practice, left back home, picked him up by 11, then had to get him back just to get them there early for the you never heard graduation. Of we... Here's the thing my, <laughs> my son won't take Uber because he feels like they will take him somewhere and murder him. <laughs> you really Hudsoned that kid, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the gene passed on. God damn. You know what's crazy? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like you're sort of and please don't take this as an attack because we're just talking, yes, we're catching yes, up. Yes. But I feel uh-huh. like you're making your life way more difficult than it needs to be. I oh I totally am. There is not a question. Like I we we had family at, at Ben's graduation. We we got him to practice and stuff, but like life moved on. I was working full time, working two jobs. Oh no, I wasn't. That's right. I was on surgical leave. That's right. But still, 
Makes it a little bit easier, though. I, th- I think you're making things too hard. I mean, if I didn't have to go to work at such an awkward time when things start going, so I have to just like really try to, hi, family, how are you guys doing? Good, good. All right, I'm out. It's like, man. So I try to get up early so I could spend more time or whatever. Mm. So safe to say, probably not going to see Fave on this week, huh? I just want to get the stuff out of the way. So she, that, no, so she that way, was going to make So that way, you know, it's I'm, I'm addressing it and I'm not just ignoring it. This one's my fault because she wanted to, I was like, you know what we should do? Maybe we could do the podcast at Dan's house and you could come, we could come over there. Cause that's like, easier. To- <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, or you could have come over here. But the only reason I said not over here is because a, you don't like my Wi-Fi, and B, you don't have the iPad over we here. We don't need Wi-Fi if, if uh, we're recording in the same place. But the what, remember the pot, remember you like the drops and stuff, the uh, sound effects you like? It's already all on board, man. You, you think you're dealing with an amateur over here? You said the mixer, you're like, oh, I got to plug in the mixer. Because remember the last time I said, why don't you come over here? And you said something about the mixer and there were certain things you didn't feel like bringing. That's so not true. Oh, damn, <laughs> it is. I have a suitcase that I pack up with everything in it. This is all Hudsonized, fictitious statements. So- Remember, I record, I still record on my Logic Pro 8 setup, though. Yeah. That's not going to be a problem. Swing and a miss for you, buddy. We don't need to do all that stuff. We can go down and down. Don't always have to have a freaking, you know, like all that shit. I don't need that. I mean, that's what you said last time. Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> you think now this is time i did not make it up this time i did not folks this is episode 71 we know who's who's factual right okay thanks oh, bro i'm telling you mm-hmm. it was it, it the conversation did happen you're like oh dude i forgot about that yeah i'm sure it did. okay <laughs> otherwise i would have i would have just invited you over and be like oh we could have a live audience here i believe the first like i stopped asking after like uh, attempt four but all four attempts had to do with, well, you haven't invited me to your house, Dan. So I took care of that threefold. <laughs> and yet, you know what? I don't even know the color of your walls, Steve. Yes, you do. You've been here. Three years ago. Has it been three years, yeah. Dan? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Episode 71. Woo! <laughs> I didn't know that. Where I That's shoot I down all of Steve's bullshit in, in the next 10 minutes, and then we're going to get down to the bullshit. The real bullshit. The real, you know, I was, um, I'm, I'm, uh, whatever. I, are we still building the uh, podcast studio? Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, I haven't even really thought about it lately. So we're doing fine. Yeah, but your in house setup is dope. I would keep, I mean, because like you have how you have it all placed. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, that's how it is. That's pretty dope compared to mine, which is just, me in front of a mic uh, and a hundred keyboards. Tell me about your week. Uh, you know, I've really got nothing. I, I told you about my week, unfortunately. Like, I can't really discuss a lot of this week. Other than that, yes. Other than that, um, I've been stewing about all the shit I told you. It's been kind okay. of a fucked up week, Steve, I'll be honest with you. But that's okay, folks. Don't worry. I know we got new listeners. I can fake it really well. And it's going to be great. I'm going to fake you out the entire time. We're going to be fantastic. Steve and I are going to be whistling zippity doo dah out of our pee holes. I heard your wife's doing well. She's doing fantastic. Kids are doing Kids well. Are doing well. There we go. Yeah, got Come another. On. Got another. Uh, the scene. The scene. One on the way. Let's do some uh, some positive talk here. So my daughter yes. is now the drum major for her marching band, which is a big thing for mm-hmm. her. So that's good. That's good shit, right? Mm-hmm. And what else? Let's see. Oh, you know what? I'll just talk about the show real quick, and then I really want to hear about this whole graduation thing. Yes. But show-wise, we got some things to talk about. So, Steve, I started something yesterday 
two things actually. And both of them are stagnant right now because they're brand new. So I thought I would take this to the listeners and let you guys know what my plans are. And um, hopefully this will all work out. So I started something which I was not familiar with until recently called a Discord server. Maybe some of you know what that is. Uh, probably a lot of you don't. What that is, is a um, it's an app that you put onto your computer or your phone and you're able to log on. And it's just like this little private area. What my goal is, is to create a community for you guys, the listeners. I want you guys all to get to know each other and everything. I've seen it done successfully. I think it works very well, but it's going to take a little effort on your part. So what I'm asking of you folks is to, and I'm going to leave links in the notes and everything is uh, download this discord server, sign up, jump on. And um, my idea with this is, is that there is a part of it where we can actually have live interaction. Now I haven't quite worked this out for the show just yet, but my goal is to eventually find something where we can incorporate live callers into the show. Uh, you won't hear it, obviously, and like the people that are calling won't hear themselves until it comes out. But I'm trying to work on something. I think this might work in the interim. What it is, is um, I plan on like tweeting and Facebooking out like when we're going to be on, when we're going to be recording. You guys log on and then we'll just we're able to watch the chat. I can watch the chat live. And if you guys have questions or comments or anything like that, if you want to leave like a voice message, all that shit's all right there. We can play it live on the show. So something that I think is kind of cool, still working out the details. And then, of course, I started a Facebook group, a dedicated Heroes of Noise podcast community Facebook group. Same idea. I want you guys to jump on there. Again, I'll put links in the notes. And I want you guys to uh, socialize with each other, man. I, I feel like there's something bigger on the horizon. Maybe I'm a little premature with it right now, but might as well get ready for it. And it'll be there when you're ready. But I want you guys to do that for us. Do me a favor. Jump on. Let's have fun, man. Let's have a dialogue and create a community. And I think it's just going to make the show that much better. Other than that, Steve, got some shout outs to listeners that have just been like, you know, I look a lot on Twitter and Facebook and we have these certain people that will contact us regularly and, and are very supportive of the show. But uh, shout out to Curtis. Curtis, you know who you are. We talk all the time. I just want to thank you very much for being so supportive of the show, constantly contributing and sending me links to things. And, you know, I just I appreciate that back and forth. So, Curtis, I want to thank you for being an MVP listener. Also, Eric, and I'm talking to you, Eric, who's into YNT. You're fucking awesome. And then, of course, our man, Jonathan. Jonathan Root, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I don't have the CD handy or else I would actually peep give it a Peep his music, y'all. Peep his music. Yeah, peep his music. Do you happen to know the name of it? I don't know the name of the I'm picking it up. I think he sent it to the P.O. box and so I'm going to be getting it as soon as it can. Yeah, he sent us a message uh, saying that's the case. I'm looking for it. And when I find it, I will say it on the show. But uh, Jonathan Root is another one of our listeners. He's been freaking supportive. Love you guys, man. Thanks so much. And to all of our new listeners, feel free to contact us, email us, all that good stuff. I'll get to that in just a moment. But we want to know who's listening, man. And, and thank you so much for everyone that's been coming on. I feel like I'm babbling right now, Steve. Let's get back to you because you had a very big week. You uh, like we mentioned, your son graduated. He is a high school graduate. Outside of him being afraid of Uber drivers, how was his week? Um, he was just ready. I think he was. He had a good time. He was ready for it to be over. Um, but he, he had a good time as far as you know, uh, you know, walking the whole thing. Once it actually started happening, he would like waving front, like waving at us from the stands oh, and cool. kind of looking at us and smiling. And so it was. He had a good time. It was fun. It wasn't. No one, I think the only person that cried was his mom. But other than that, everybody was just really excited. How are you? You didn't get choked up at all? Nuh-uh, uh-uh. Not even a little bit? No, no. I think because he's staying. Oh, so if he was like, 
heading out, leaving town, then you'd really be like dealing with it. But you're going to like see him. <laughs> There's no, <laughs> you're not going to be missing him whatsoever, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, like, were you, did you tell me what, how, what, like, did you cry? I forgot. Did you I cry? I got choked up. I don't know if I necessarily cried, but yeah, man, because. I'm a very visual person. Like I'm the guy that tells jokes that people don't get because they can't, they can't see the whole visual of what I'm talking about. If that makes any sense. So yes. like when I'm watching my kid graduate, he was walking down the aisle to go sit down with his best friend. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about these kids. Like I met his best friend when they were in the second grade. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of playing out this, this movie in my mind of them growing up and everything like that. And it, yeah, I got a little emotional, man. And then I really got emotional because I made him a graduation video. Yes. Like a slideshow oh, with music and everything. Boy. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know what I really should oh, do. I just fuck myself boy. up every time, dude. <laughs> I usually do them for funerals and graduation. What song did you use? Oh, gosh. What did I use? You know, and it, of course, it always seems better, like, when you're watching it. You know what I mean? Because I, yes. I, I tend to pick these songs to go with the images that are popping up on the screen. So let's see what I hit him with. Um, I did a No Such Thing by John Mayer. Mm -hmm. And I did, uh, I feel like I did a Coldplay song, but not a shitty Coldplay song. I think I did Yellow because that was one of his favorite songs when he was little. And then I can't remember the third song, man. It's been a couple of years. By the way, sorry, I'm going to I'm going to jump back real quick. Jonathan Root, singer songwriter. His new album is called The Last Picture Show, released in May of 2019, guys. If you want to follow Jonathan Root, it's at the Jonathan Root, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N Root. Follow him. Check out the album. Give this man support like he gives us. Anyway, that's it. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to get back to what I was uh, saying about Jonathan. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, uh, but yeah, but see, you're flipping on me. I want to know, like, don't give me this. Oh, yeah, it's cool. You know, here's the thing. Cool. Here was a here's the thing. It was adorable because he walked in with Jeffrey. Okay, so maybe that's a thing now. I just remember, like, when I mean, it was the '90s, but I remember they were like, it has to be male, female. And I don't know if that's oh, just a no. New, you can't really do that. I'm anymore. thinking that's probably what it is. Is they've just uh, yeah. they've adjusted their attitudes for the times. Totally, and th it was cool seeing them both walk in. I was able to. You know, uh, see uh, Jeffrey's dad and everybody. Kind of like everyone came together. And you know what's weird? Here's what I did realize. Maj is more popular than he let on. Because while we were walking away a hundred times, Hudson, Hudson. And then Maj will be like, what's up, such and such? What's up, such and such? <laughs> and then, then he keep on going. And then I hear somebody be like, is that Ramaj Hudson? And be like, hey, what's up, Ramaj? Hey. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Maj, you're more popular than you said. Because there he's, I was like, who's that? He's like, oh, the varsity such and such guy. I'm like, well, who's that? I'm like, oh, the varsity such and such guy. I was like, okay, so you're you're you have a different life at high school. Our kids have different lives at high school. Yeah, we don't know our of. children, dude. <laughs> That's the truth. You think you know your kids, but you don't. I know these kids. I know what they're saying. What they're gonna think? No, you don't. no, you really don't. No, you do Especially not. after no, like 15, do. it's anybody's guess. And for me, if I hear Hudson. I'm not the one most likely they're talking to if we're out and about, which is the first time for me. It's probably going to be Maj because there's been a there's been only one other time I heard a Hudson. It was him. And I'm used to it being me. But that was insane in the parking lot. How was the overall feel of like, you know, where were you? Where was this done? A Save Mart Center? Yes, That's our big arena in Fresno, folks. Packed out. Yeah, dude. always. Was it stressful? Did you have people not? sitting down to take pictures and getting in your way and all that no, kind of stuff? No, no. What I did was we we took this, we took the row at the very top against the, um, not the very, very top, but 
He told us what section to sit in. So we took the back row of that section and just filled up our section. You had quite a crew, right? Oh, no, it was like 11 people. That's pretty good. It's a good size of people. Uh, uh, most most people, I didn't ask a lot of people to come because it was from 8 to 10. Yeah, you didn't ask me I was like, yeah, that's come. not comfortable, Jay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I was going to go, but I felt like, well, you know, I wasn't invited. No, you were So I don't want to just show up because that would be weird. You would not have gone. Swear to God, I, I would eight. have. Are you serious? Dude, you're my friend. That's your son. Of course I would have gone. <laughs> I thought eight to 10 was ridiculous. And I was like, I'm not going to make anybody do eight to 10. Eight to 10 is not ridiculous. <laughs> that is late. I get off at midnight. Eight to 10 is, is normal for me. Did you work on that Tuesday? No. Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Thursday? I just sat there by the phone waiting for my friend Steve to call me. <laughs> I was like, oh. got my old shoes out and had them shined and shit. Everything's <laughs> oh all pressed. I'm just sitting there waiting. Oh my gosh, G. My bad. I really, I was thinking about you. there Because there's a lot of people I did. Because I was like, oh, eight to 10 is late. That's late. I was this thinking late, this would be perfect because then I can meet Vaughn, kind of just crack everything fam. out. Yeah, Gail and I could yeah, go you, just crack it all out in a, in a two hour thing. Maybe go have something to eat afterwards. I don't know, but we did go to BJ's. Yeah, so Steve will no, call. No, only me. only me and Favon and uh, Melissa and her daughter and Maj mm. because they said Pazuki, and I don't know what that is. I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" And they're like, "You've never had a Pazuki." Sounds like something Jay Z would use in a rhyme. Seriously. So what it was was like everybody was like someone said it random. I was like, "What's that?" And they all looked at me. And I was like, "It's a pizza cookie." What? I had never heard of or that. Or cookie and pizza. So they're like something like they're that. like, "Well, let's go to BJ's and get you one." I was like, "Sure." And bruh, that was worth it. But um, yeah, it was the the hard thing about the graduation was um the speeches. I was like, "Man, I forgot how many speeches are in a graduation." Like, yeah, it can go long. Speech after speech after speech. I was like, you know, I think it would be more streamlined if you just had the valedictorian speak. How many valedictorians did they have? 15. Yeah, it's Edison. I know they had a grip. But have the one who has the biggest grade point average and can speak. Give them the speaking and game. Like, and then just and because they introduce like every single board member. Do you think the kids care about that? A bunch of people that you'll never see. No, they ever. Don't no, they don't care. It's and so maddening. It's like, Graduations are maddening to me, dude. But I still would have gone, honestly. Would you? you, you okay, you, dude. You know what? We're gonna regraduate them. <laughs> it's okay. Don't don't go through the trouble. I'm just letting <laughs> you know that I, was I appreciate. There for you. I'm that. a supportive. Friend. I appreciate that. I would have gone to yours too. We didn't know each other yet. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. We weren't what that tight. You yet. You're we tight, were. but we weren't that tight. It is changing as it goes. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm off. Two years ago. Yeah, we were tight. We were tight. Dude. But you were like working all the time. Nobody. Uh-uh. I can't get you to take a day off, period. Gee, you can take a day gee. off on my kid's graduation? Gee. Nay, sir. It, Nay. Or how, how, how do you know when you didn't ask or send an invite or give me a picture? Don't flip this around on me, Hudson. This I'm is, just saying. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just saying. The truth of the matter is, is I was sitting there fully dressed on my couch. <laughs> TV wasn't on or nothing. Just like, just waiting. The phone's going to ring any second. I'm like that fucking prisoner that's on the electric. The governor going to call. The governor going to call and save me. I know it. Nope. I got electrocuted. That is so funny. G. Yeah, it was, it was not. I mean, like it's now it's about the, the, the hard part comes job car. That bull crap, dude. 
You putting responsibility on him? Like, are you like, oh, no, no, no. This is not my responsibility. This is your responsibility. Car, yes. I would tend to think that you're, and I'm just guessing. I could be completely wrong, and this has nothing to say against Maj. I'm just saying, I'm thinking that you're like, how am I going to get these things for him as opposed to how is he going to get these things for himself? Am I wrong? The car, yes. The car, yes. The car you're going to get for him? Yeah. The car, I have to figure out how to get it for him. But You got to be like, look, G, this is how it's going to work. You go to work, and you establish a paycheck. And then we, we'll talk about getting you a car, right? And then we'll go, we'll look at it. And it's like, okay, let's just say, because, you know, you're probably going to get him like a, maybe not a junker, but you're not getting him a brand new car, right? Oh, no, I'm going to get him something like three Gs. Okay, yeah. So that's, that's, that's the number decent, that pops into yeah. my head, too. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, uh, if you want a car that's 3000 I'm going to give you 1500 You handle the rest. Oh, that's fair, isn't it? Yeah, because there's such a thing as car payments. That is, so, and then the, here's the thing. Like, for what, what are you going to do with your son? With the car seat. Exactly that. You'll be like, I'll give you half. Yeah. How does he get to, how does he get, but see, the difference is you have two cars. So he doesn't have to, um, but like, you don't have to drive him to work, do you? No, but you have to understand something. Those two cars are not his. So True. we're allowing him to use them for right now, but I'm like, yeah. It, so, so if he was but, to come up to me today and be like, Hey, so is that thing still on where I'll, you pay half and I pay? Yeah, for sure. You got your half? Well, no. I said, okay, we'll talk to me when you do. And the thing is, if I had two cars, I would just do that. Cause, but right now, it'd have to be his bus. And it's almost for my convenience. If I had two cars, I'd be like, I get you your own once you save up that other stuff. But I'm going to have to be the Uber. Yeah, that's going to get old real quick. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I mean, it's not like you're the only parent in the world that's doing that. But it's going to yes. get old. You watch. How did you do it before you got his license? Uh, I did, but I did it very begrudgingly. Because he oh, waited a really? long time to get his license. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I'm like, do you really want to be the kid at college being like, all right, mom, see you later. And slinging that backpack over your, your shoulder and walking off. I just it was real and, with him. I wasn't trying to make him are, feel bad. I'm just like, look, this is the reality. Like, you got to remember, I, with, I got my license at like 16. Say I got mine at 18. Yeah, I don't play around. Why don't kids do the bus thing anymore? Are they too good for the bus? No, he wasn't. He was a bus riding <laughs> <laughs> he was a bus. He, he read the facts. Oh yeah, I'm like, welcome to Fresno. Learn about Fresno. <laughs> yeah, man. Because if you, I mean, I'm not doing it to be a dick. It's just tough. Love. No, like if I sit here and and coddle you these this through your formative adult years, I'm really doing nothing for you. That's true. And and again, this it, is going to result really... into a 35 year old man talking about mom. You drink my fucking orange juice. What the fuck. You no, know? that's totally true. That's yeah, that ain't happening on my watch. And I found out like a friend of mine. He was talking to me. He's like. That day he was talking to, uh, he called his insurance company. He was like, hey, my daughter just got insurance or got uh, is her license. And you're like, how much is insurance going to be? He's like $400 a month, right? All in all, everyone covered is $400 a mm -hmm. month, which is, it used to be like 160 for them. It's now 400 because of the daughter. He's like, okay, just checking. He, and the person on the phone was like, oh no, you have to, we're, we already made the change to your policy. He's like, no, no, no. I was just asking. They're like, no, now that we know that you have a licensed person in that house, you have to have them insured. So until you prove that you've gotten other insurance, we have to now apply this thing. I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing, but it's a thing. Now that I know that law, I'm not telling nobody. Now I'll be like, hypothetically, if a kid were to get a license, how much is mine going to go up? Because I know it's going to hop up, dude. I know my insurance is going to hop up. Oh, it's going to hop up. No doubt. I'm just sort of like, Curious about the whole, like, okay, well, you said something, so now it's in motion. I, I think that's a thing, G. 
Maybe it is. I don't know. I, I it, it seems like it shouldn't be, but there's a lot of it things that seem be. like they shouldn't be. So dude, I'm just curious. Dude, I'm too dude. lazy to do the research on it. And I'm sure as hell not going to call the because we got him insured on one car, but not both. Going back to the graduation, did you have that uh, that weird thing that you don't say out loud? It's like a competitiveness where they'll be like, uh, Michael Johnson. Christina Filgus. And then you're afraid of they're going to go like, Ramaj Hudson. Did you get that at all? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying I this did. because of, hold on. Sorry. I'm not saying this because of Ramaj. I'm saying, are you competitive like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We made sure to make it insane. You could have we just been there and been like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been just fine. I went nuts, dude. I went insane. And then he kind of just looked up and smiled and waved that's at awesome. everybody. No, that's really cool, man. Yes. I just feel bad for people because I've heard that before. Like, you know, you'll get that. They'll just say some kid's name and you know the kid's popular. Or maybe he's on the football team or whatever. Oh, yeah. And the, it's like a concert. <sighs> and oh, then yes. they'll say the next person. And it's like. Cricket. I always feel bad. Cricket. I always feel bad for those I kids. do. And that's, I, I should have known then because Maj did get a good applause. That's I awesome. Like, I should have known. Okay, Maj has a different life. He has a different life outside of these walls. And I think even at Fresno City, he's going to just have a different existence because he knows people. Yeah, it's he his existence, man. There. It's just how he's yes. going to do things. <clears throat> totally. And um, as you saw, uh, the lady in my life went to the uh, graduation. I did. Got to see, meet everybody. How'd that go? Went well. Everybody liked her. That's good. But she had already met my mom. She came over and met Favon and my mom. She calls him Ramaj, huh? Uh, I think she calls him Buddy. Oh. Yeah, she was like, hey, buddy. Hey, little That's fella. Him. <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you? Goosey How's my goosey. guy? <laughs> Get over here, you. Come here. Get over here. You get noogie. I'm going to give you noogie knuckles right now across your head. Get over here, you silly rapscallion. I haven't called someone a rapscallion before. Yeah, that's where are you get? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> so you'd be like, yeah, man, I watched that show and it was trid ash. But that fella over there is a rapscallion. <laughs> Have you ever used rapscallion? No, no. I'm now a, you're going I'm a to. normal human being. <laughs> who the fuck? Okay, where did one. that even originate from? Matter of fact, again, let's turn it over to the listeners. Have you ever used the term rapscallion? Of course before? they have. And you're not 90 years old. Of course they have. Rap scallion. Is, it, is rap that how you say scallion. R-A-P scallion? Yeah, rap scallion. Or W-R-A-P or what? I think it's a R-A-P, a rap scallion. What does that even mean? I don't know. This is something like older people be like, get out of here, you old rap scallion. <laughs> What's up with you? Are you fighting over there? Gail is like pretending to be like a backyard <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> it's funny. Are you jumping on the table? She'll sneak in with tiptoes, literally sneak in like, I'm sorry. And then, bam, boom. <laughs> From the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> Good Lord. That's serious. But here's what I'm going to ask you. You don't have to answer this if you don't want mm -hmm. to. You really don't. Okay. Damn. But you're going to ask anyway. Oh, I'm going to ask. Um, Have you ever gotten into a door slam argument? Oh, yeah. I've never gotten into a door slam argument. 
like where I'm just like, what did they do? Okay, blah, blah, blah. I did it. Blow. I'm nah, like, it's just yeah. passive aggressive bullshit that that couples do, that people do. Maybe not even necessarily couples. But like we have a really good um, security door in the front, so you could be happy and close that thing, and it sounds like you're mad. But when you're mad, oh, people know it because <laughs> it's loud. I mean, look, ha- okay, what would it's you do? It's not something that okay. we do often, by the way. But yes, and we then have we'll get we'll get into the show. But one more question: What would you do if your son slammed the door on you? Oh, that hold up! I would just stop him. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> this so. What was all that about? <laughs> What's fucking? I'm just mad, Dad. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, I'm gonna close this door. No, 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 don't leave. <laughs> now, and then it'd be like me behind the door, be like, okay, so this is where you open the door again, and they open it back up. <gasps> now, close it. That's what you do. That's smart. Actually, that's good. You don't look up. No, you used to look up. No, you don't look up. There's too much to worry about in life, man. There really is. I mean. I'm trying to woo-saw life right now. Like, I worry about, like, my, my sister yesterday was like, I text her something that was going through my head. And she said, you need to seek help. <laughs> I said, Portia, I think I can figure it out. And she said, wouldn't you have figured it out by now? You care to share? Really? Um, here's the thing. Okay, whenever I get... Um, like say I, I'm in a situation, I think of everything that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think of, I have all the bases covered, everything that can go wrong. And I talk text portion. I was like, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? They're probably thinking this and this and this and this and this. And Portia just sent back a thing saying, you need to seek help. Cause there's no way that any of those things are going to happen. It's impossible. Hmm. Not even one of those things that you just said are probably going to happen. And the thing that could go wrong is if one of those things did happen, it would just feed this thing you're doing. If one of those things occurred, you'd be like, see? So she's like, you need to get, you need to, you need to, you need to seek help. I'm not, I'm not uh, suggesting that you follow her instructions, but I am curious about something. Have you yeah. ever gone to a counselor before or to any kind of like marriage psychologist counseling. or therapist or anything? I went, marriage counseling is the person, he's the one that counseled me into a divorce. No, no, no. I mean, uh, like for you, just for you. I have not done it for me. I've thought about it before. I kind of think it might be healthy, man. But in a weird oh, way, sure. like if you get, not in a weird way, but like if you get the wrong therapist. Oh, dude. You have to have the, the wherewithal to be like, oh, this dude's full of shit. And not being yes. like, I'm only saying that because he's telling me something I don't want to hear about myself. You have to be able to distinguish whether they're really trying to help you or if they're just crackpots because they're out there, you know? I think, you know what, I, I, I know who I'd want, but he's a, uh, I think, a family counselor. He's not a personal counselor, but I know the guy I would want. It's not even close, but I would also use someone else um, to, to go through. Because it's like I'm, I'm literally stressing entirely too much and then still playing the game where it's like, oh, he seems like he's so chill and whatever. And my brain's going 100,000 miles a minute. So do you feel like you have to put on a facade for people? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Why? I don't know. You got to do the act. You got to play the, you got to do Steve. <laughs> it's so much that I remember um, recently our, uh, Melissa's piano got moved into the house, right? And uh, after the guys left, they're like, You're mo- you know what, dude? I have never had someone make me feel the way you make me feel. Da-da-da-da-da-da. When he left, I was like, I can't even take that uh, 
compliment because it was all just me doing Steve. What were you doing? Like, hey, man, making him laugh and shaking his hand, being loud, laughing loud. And then he leaves. And he's just like, I, I, very few people make me feel the way you do. I mean, that's amazing. You have this thing about you. And they leave. And I'm just like, it was literally five minutes before we had to leave for, that's where my head was. We had to leave for the graduation five minutes before they finished. Five minutes uh, after they finished. And you're being nice. You're not being like, can you hurry up? Totally. Nope. Yeah, you're better than and me. And that's where my brain was. My brain was going a million miles a minute. And that makes me, I think, oh, no, it's over. Dan, you just convinced me. I'm calling a counselor today. I'll believe it, it when I see it. Oh, no, no, no. Because I've done it before, and it's super easy. And now that I'm on the books, it's probably even easier. <laughs> but they, the hard thing is when you go see a counselor, have you ever gone to a therapist? Uh, we went a really long time ago for marital yeah. counseling kind of thing, just to yes. sort of yes. for like maintenance, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't a good experience. I would, if you went, I would tell you who to go to. There's only one dude that was great. Like, I don't think all counselors are this way, but the mm-hmm. counselor, like we went in with issues that couples deal with on a day-to-day basis. And we're just like, hey, we're, we're sort of a new couple still. We're a young couple. How do we get through these things? How do we maneuver through this? And it basically equated to, well, you're, you have a penis, so you're completely fucking wrong about everything that's going to come out of your mouth, even if you haven't said it yet. And I was like, whoa. And I eventually just got up and walked out. I tried to be cool, but I'm like, no, nah, this is ridiculous. But we'll try again. Yeah. We're driving home. I'm like, we can try this again. But not with that one. Like, there's, well, I don't know yeah. why she, she just did not like me because I hadn't even really started talking yet. But it was like, oh, you are the guy. Therefore, you are wrong. That's really what it came down to. I've only had good ones so far. I remember when we did joint one with my ex, uh, we were in a, an office and we were going back and forth. And all of a sudden I shut down because I was so done with the conversation. And the guy just straight up set up. He looked at my, my wife at the time and he was like, is this what happens? She's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, he's done. So is this what happens normally during you guys' conversations? She's like, yeah, he sometimes does this. He's like, well, then we're going to end it right now because this is going to go no further. Next time we reset. And I was like, wow, that's a very mature way of going about what I just did. <laughs> like he, it would make me feel like a kid. How did that like make he you feel, Steve? Did, How did it make you feel dude, when I said that? Oh, dude. He was just like, okay, this is the thing. And we ran into him again, or we did it again. And then we went to separate and- The separate one is the guy that actually talked me through how little things are really like little things were happening that I wasn't addressing. I was telling him all the big stuff and he's like, go deeper in that. And then I'd say that he's like, how did you feel? I'm like, I was mad. He's like, no, no, no. It's not how you felt. Like, why were you feeling that? Like when he kept on drilling down and it turned into like little stuff that was just adding up. I was like, oh, snap. It's that thing. He's like, yeah, that's. What's happening there? So you need to quit doing that. And so he was great. And he's the one that counseled me through, but he's family. He's family counseling. Um, but I'm, I'm going to call someone today. For sure. It's over. Because they were talking, about, I actually read something where they were talking about how the black community doesn't do counseling because they think that we could deal with it ourselves. Go to church. Go to the church and your pastor's fine. I'm like, they're not trained, dude. <laughs> we're, I mean, but we think you're supposed to just go to the pastor. Go to the pastor. Talk to your pastor. Whereas you're supposed to go to a counselor that are actually trained for these situations. I'm going to call him today. I know what you're saying, but I'm not a religious person, but for a while, I mean, I yeah. grew up in a Catholic situation, Christian slash Catholic mm-hmm. situation. And it's like, here, go yeah. and talk to this man who may or may not have molested a child. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm cool yeah. with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The man that can't have sex. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I don't need that. Like, here's the thing. I want to get to the point, my goal, and this is, 
Dude, I've seen Zen people that obviously it wouldn't work totally for them, but there are people that are so in touch with their reality that if after 20 years of marriage, if it just falls apart, they would hurt and they'd feel everything and just be able to go forward. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. But that's not a natural state of being. No, and I think it's kind of a bullshit way. I think it's just people that, like, they'll do, they'll behave that way and they'll carry on. But those are the people that like to stuff things down. I'm just going to, I'm just, I've just, uh, you know, I've just encased this in yes. something and I've just pushed it down really, really far so I don't have to deal with it. No, I was talking about the people that actually like feel for a while. Like they'll cry every day and feel it and feel it and feel it and then be like, okay, I got it well, out. Oh yeah. Like a normal grieving process. Yeah. That's, that's normal. But that's not what normal people do, though. We try to be like, remember, all the books tell us, work out, get yourself in shape, do this thing, do that thing. The last thing they really tell you is, oh, no, freaking grieve and go to counseling. That's not a thing. They were like, here's how you get over a breakup. Work out. Do this. Do that. Get in the best shape of your life. Talk to your homeboys. Do this. And then um, afterwards, start seeing other people. And now that I'm looking, I'm like, that is the wrong thing to do. Get a counselor. You know what I'm saying? Grieve, cry, and get counseling. I think there's something to that. I mean, you know, <clears throat> not to take the show into this weird direction or anything like that, but, but that's last what we year, do. So this is the week for it. This is the week for this to do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because there's stuff. Welcome to Heroes of Noise. On. There, there may be movie talk, but maybe not. Maybe we're just gonna like break down. <laughs> we're gonna break down. We're gonna deconstruct ourselves and see what happens. There's one movie I got to hear about. No, we'll definitely talk about it. But um, yeah. no, what I was saying is not to bring it down, but like, you know, the personal shit that I went through at the end of last year, uh-huh. which carried over until. I mean, probably mid January, February, and mm-hmm. there was a point where I probably should have gone to a counselor, but I didn't. And but I got through it. I just grieved through it. And uh, Jeez, it sucks, dude. I mean, there was there was I was thinking things. I was thinking things that I, I never thought that I would think. Let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm thinking these things. And you can read into it. It's, it's not that hard to figure out. But it was, I'll be real. Like, I, I figured this is, a, this is the platform to do it. But yeah, man. I mean, there was, some, there was a few moments in my life last year where I was like, like I really had to talk myself out of some things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I kind of wish that I would have gone to a counselor. Maybe that would have helped and got me through the process. But I feel... Even though I'm still dealing with some of that stuff, I feel like it, for the most part, it's kind of gone away and I've learned how to live with it. But getting back to what you were saying, I started working out at the beginning of the year and um, it does help there. You know, it does release endorphins and it does make you feel better temporarily. Yes. So I definitely utilize that. But yes, you know, I don't I know. Think, I think yeah. maybe I should have gone to a counselor, too. Let's make a Let's make a joint appointment, Steve. Like we'll just go one right after the other and then we'll we'll go we, to lunch afterwards and talk about how crazy we are. Here's the thing. I think instead of brothers be like like friends and family, or not for just homeboys, instead of doing this whole be like, hey, we should go to skydiving, be the simp and be like, or we should all just make a counseling appointment. They're gonna be okay, Metallica, chill the fuck out. They would be really like, oh, you're so. But maybe one of them will be like, you know what, Gia? You know, I've always wanted to. I like. How do you know? How do you know they won't? Because I know for a fact, guys look down on counseling. There's no question. Guys do not like doing that thing. But it's, you know what? Honestly, I think, I really do think that it's just a defense mechanism. Oh, for sure. It's saying that if I'm, it's as a guy, if I'm giving myself over to someone that can analyze me and tell me what's, you know, may or may not be wrong with me or, you know what I'm saying? 
that's a sign of weakness. For sure. And it's also, here's the uncomfortable part. The work, you think you're an individual, which you are. But when you go to a counselor, what I realized is he's like, oh no, I've seen, you're not as special as you think. I've seen this exact thing in hundreds of other people. Sure. You're not as unique. And you want to be like, no, but my issue, don't tell me this, 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 this. Well, I mean, yeah, and you're feeling this, 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 this. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that's how your that's how brains work. Yeah. You're not some unique, amazing, like, let me talk you through. And my my I remember one time he was typing, and it was weird for me because as I talked to him, he wasn't looking at me. He was looking over his shoulder with his ear toward me. And one day I said, uh, we were talking and I was like, yeah, I love when people do that. And he was like, no, you don't. I was like, yeah, I do. And then he pulled up a session and he's like, no, right here on this day, you said, I can't stand when people do this thing. I said, oh, you're typing stuff about me. Like everything I say, he's typing random things, which made me know he's not typing everything I say. He knows issues that he's like, I'm going to need to remember that. I'm going to need to remember this. I'm like, that's what I needed. I needed to be like, you don't. As you someone don't that's that. been recording with you for three years, Steve, I get that completely. <laughs> <laughs> getting like, getting back to the thing. whole, oh, I invited you over situation. No, you didn't. I got notes. <laughs> yeah, you got it, it, it. That's what he. I was like, I love it when they do that. He's like, you know, you don't. And the thing is, it made me realize, oh, that's putting more stress because I go into situations that I don't like, but I've convinced my brain I love when this happens. He's like, no, you don't. You told me in your darkest hour you hated this thing. And yet you're walking right back into this thing again. Hmm. I'm like, and I stopped going to him because I ended up um, getting a divorce and he talked me through it. And then I never saw him again because he's a family practice. And I was like, dude, I really want like a person that's just, maybe I could use him again. I don't know, but I would love to just be like, sit down and talk to someone who's just really good at that thing. Cause dude, my brain, man, is just going 120,000 miles a minute. Like, just constantly. Like, like, does it sound weird if I said... Because I think, trust me when I say I feel like I would benefit from this myself. But does it sound weird to you or offensive to you when I say, yeah, maybe that would be a good idea? No, not at all. I don't know. Putting on the... I've literally... Here's so bad, Dan. With... Not with you, not with you. With very close friends, I've stood outside, breathed, took a big breath, and transformed into what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that ain't right. Hey guys, what's going yeah, on? You what's have going to on with way, it? Dude. I've been like, all right, because you're not being I, was, yourself. You're being a uh, you're being what you think people want you to be. Bingo. And you can't live like that. Bingo. I know it's it's. I mean, there's very few. Like I know before we get on, you hear Steve, and you're like, okay time to turn it on there's sometimes you're like "Ooh, i hear it in your voice and we're like okay let's let's turn it on well i mean i think that's anything for anyone i mean there are times quite honestly and i've heard other people say this on other shows too where it's like i don't even feel like i want a podcast today <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah yeah, yeah depend yeah. on us to be present and and be you know consistent so you got to power through sometimes yeah i've been that way many times totally yeah, but i love doing yeah, the show yeah. so, don't get me wrong it's become a huge part of my life it gets me jazzed for sure but I know that like that's sometimes if they're like, hey, look, we're having a get together. I'm just not in a mood. And I know that if I go there, they'll be like, is everything OK? Is everything wrong? Or you seem quiet. You seem this. You seem that. And I'll be like, OK, all right. Yeah, I, got, I can't be. here. I'm kind of like that in a lot of social situations these days. And I think it's mostly because 
I went five years straight of just working so hard. Mm, I pretty much, I pretty, right. I mean, I'm not exaggerating at all. You were doing 16 hour days. And you you sort of lose your identity after a while. And And podcasting from being a very social person that liked to go out with groups of people to just kind of wanting to chill. And it's like a, but then there's also that point where you just, oh, you, you fall into a routine of, I just want to chill. And then you just become sort of an all around boring person. You don't want to do anything. So in a situation like what you're saying, where someone goes, hey, let's go here or there. Let's go. You know, I got friends. Let's go to a concert or something like that. I would feel that <clears throat> even driving to the concert or whatever, just to go meet up with people. I would have that. OK, come on, man. Get it together. You can do this still. And it's really weird for me to be that way because I've always been a super social person. Yeah, you I've never met. I've I've seen you in a few iffy. There's been a few conversations where I was worried. But mostly I've just seen you up and down, up and you know, you're fine, you're good, you're good. There's only been a few conversations where I was just like, huh. Well, you were checking on me daily at one point last year. Yeah, there was a there was a situation and normally I did I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, but there was something that I was just like, yeah, I got to make sure every day that my brother's okay. Dude, I had to make sure every day that I was okay. It was rough. Seriously. Yeah. That, and I was like, hey, if you need to come over and like chill, my house is open. And I was like, it was a weird. And I know the thing is, it goes back because there's going to be an eventuality because no one knows. There's going to be eventuality where you're going to be calling me and be like, okay, are you good? Are you good? Because that's what you're supposed to do. When you're like, ah, everyone else, you're like, hey, I'm good. I'm fine. You'll be the one to be like, yeah, I know, Steve. And that was, you guys all bought that. Something's up. Something's wrong, very wrong. And uh, that's why I'm like, let me get counseling just so I can keep the maintenance. Once a week, a maintenance where they'll be like, I'm gonna let you know something that happened, something is wrong with you because I've seen you every week and something is off. What's happening? Something's different. So I think it's good to have a weekly counseling or bi-weekly. Some people need more than that. I'm actually all for it. As long as it's it's something that's producing positive results. Yes. That's good. But here's another scenario. Like if I was to start going to counseling, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm talking to you and you're sort of seeing some sort of result, be it good or bad. And suddenly I completely flip and tell you I'm a born again Christian. Would you question the counselor? Uh, no, uh, I wouldn't. I would say that uh, like for me, I would just be shocked and I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But it wouldn't be uh, um, if you went to the whole like people are burning in hell. I'd be like, what happened? That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, that's that's not fair to born again Christians. But yes, if I went extreme is really what I'm getting. Yes. If you went extreme, I would say something happened. But I know that that's not going to happen without it. I think what I will tell you is counseling will change your world. For sure. (laughs) Your world will be changed like you'd be like i feel first few times you're gonna be like i don't under like it feels normal it's like whatever whatever but as you go and you're telling these things you're gonna say something you're gonna be like oh my gosh i didn't even think about like you'll start saying so because they're pulling these things and they're like (laughs) like pulling these jenga pieces and you're like i don't even understand why are you asking me this this has nothing to do with anything and all of a sudden it all topples you'll be like oh (laughs) <laughs> you're totally right but they're asking random questions just to get the okay maybe that's not it maybe that's not it and slowly they're getting to the center and i'm like man that's why y'all went to school 
I will. Here's what I'll say about my employer. My employer has amazing counselors. I would go to them. Um, but I'm going to make an appointment today. And obviously, because you know that they ask you, like when you first make a solo appointment, they ask all of these questions on this questionnaire. And all of them pretty much are like, are you thinking of the dark things happening right now? Because if so, you know, skip making an appointment. You need to go somewhere right now. But um, I thought that they weren't going to take me seriously because a lot of the stuff was like, nah, nah, no, no, no. But you walk in there and like, yeah, it doesn't have to be drastic things. And first, and you never know, you might be like, I'm not thinking about those dark things now, but all it takes is a day, maybe. And tomorrow you are. So that's good that you're here. I want to bring up one more thing real quick because I think it's important. And for some reason, it always happens this time of year. And then we'll get to the happy stuff. But let's get to that. So I will say no names or anything like that or schools or anything. But I will say that uh, something sad happened this week where uh, a student that was getting ready to graduate from my daughter's high school took their own life. Uh And, you know, they had a vigil for them last night and everything like that. But, um, you know, it's just fucked up. So, guys, there's help out there. If you're feeling like there are no options or anything like that, you really, really need to talk to somebody because... There are options. There are, there are, there's other people out there that love you that you maybe not, maybe you don't feel that way right now. Maybe you feel 100% alone, but that's what mental illness can do to you. Mm-hmm. So it's super important to get help. And there's a suicide hotline. I wish I had the number up right now, but at least I feel better saying this, that uh, it's not the end of the world, man. And there's, there's, there's help for you out there. So we're talking about counselors and we're kind of joking a little bit about it and everything. But to be 100% honest with you, I think that if if you're having suicidal thoughts or dark thoughts, now's the time to go. And um, that's, that's yes. all I can say about it. It was just a very sad situation. You know, it's always sad when a kid who's got the world ahead of him hasn't even stepped foot over the threshold of adulthood yet takes their own life. It makes you wonder what could have been like this. This person was a, an athlete, was a, got good grades. You know, did, I, I don't want to get too specific about it, but uh, it's just sad. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, keep an totally. eye on your kids, guys. I know there's a lot of people out there that have kids in, on this show and keep an eye on your friends and your family, man. If someone's hurting, reach out to them because that might be just what they needed at that time. Totally. And if you don't mind me adding one thing. Certainly. If I was say, if anything we said about counseling and if you're just like, if like I'm talking about, if you're just like, that sounds really cool. Or if you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. A little bit. Just go. Like, even if, if it sounds a little bit, oh, that sounds like something I would like. Just go. I mean, it, it can't hurt. It can definitely get you better results than, than the alternative. Bingo. That's it. And if, if for everyone else, it's just like, I don't need that. I need that. Fine. But for those of you that are like in the car and don't want to say it in front of him, be like, huh, that feels like something I would like. Just go. Yeah. No one ever wants to admit they're at their worst. Heck no. Heck, and you know what? Sometimes your brain doesn't. True. Your brain does an amazing job of saying we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. Self, well, we will we will be okay. Yeah. And I'll be so, real just for the purpose of like not I mean maybe this is giving a little bit too much about myself, but mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I mean like last year and it, I never got to the point where it was like it's happening or how do I go about mm-hmm. it? But mm-hmm. I was so fucked up last year that I would be lying if I said that the the thought didn't cross through my head. And that's what really scared me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like I know me, I'm a strong person. I know I'm a fixer and I can fix everyone's situations, but I need to fix my own now. So yeah, I'm going to be really real with you guys. Like that was something that crossed my, it, it was never um, an option. I guess it was an option, but it was never like, 
okay, I got to start planning this out or anything like that. But I got so fucked up last year with my certain, with certain situations. And also I was grieving my father, which I've been doing for seven years. And I don't know when that shit's going to stop, but it just became a lot over the holidays. And I reached out a couple people in the podcast world. I did talk to about this, but um, I never really mentioned this part, but it got very, very dark, scared the shit out of me. And that's when I knew I had to do something different. So maybe I'm being a bit of a hypocrite by telling you guys go get counseling, but this is me now in a clearer mind frame. Like, I wish someone would have told me this is what I'm getting at. I wish I would have opened up a little bit more. But I was kind of stalling because I did want to tell you guys there is a number. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. If you are feeling remotely suicidal, or you're having thoughts, give them a call. It's okay. They're not going to judge you for being a weak person or something like that. And just remember, there are a lot of people out there that this affects not just you. Anyway, um, we'll we'll turn the show around. I know we got a little bit uh, yes. deep there for a bit, so let's fix that. All right. Yeah. Oh no! If it, and yes, totally. And I let's think play you, some wacky music, uh, and I'll do the contact information. Yes. <laughs> on a on a great note, I got to give props to the person you gave props to, Curtis. Uh, he sent me a DM, uh, just saying I'm happy you're happy, and I wish nothing but the best for you. I was like, wow. I love our listeners, dude. Kind of kind of messed me up that day. I, I did not expect it. And I was like, I needed that message that day. Yeah. I mean, I'm truly trying to give our listeners the credit they deserve by us creating these, these, like I said, a community or like a, a discord yeah. server, because I think that all these like-minded people should get together and form friendships. It was kind of cool. Actually, it was very brief. But last night, speaking to Curtis, him and Bucks had a little conversation. So it's already started. You know? What I mean? Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, it was very short because Bucks couldn't sleep. So I said, Bucks, go drink a beer, which he did. And then he went to sleep. But they they made contact. And I think that's awesome. So I really encourage you guys to do all this. Again, it's going to be in the notes. Let's turn shit around, Steve, and get positive about stuff. Let's you know what I'm do it. And we are positive. Yay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's Let me breathe one. and put on my mask. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> honestly, like I know that the one thing I think you guys need to know is that we might not just be all wacky all the time or anything. But when we speak about shit, we're speaking from the heart. This is something For where sure. I think it's very important that we bring up. Now, if you're still with us. Let's begin. Let's do it. Maybe maybe people want to get a hold of us, and let me just tell them how to do it real quick. With that, ladies and gentlemen, hi. Welcome to episode 71. This is the point where we turn things around. My name is Dan Ramirez. You're listening to the Heroes of Noise podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is an important thing. If you want to reach the show, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Go to Twitter, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach my friend Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music and myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public. Facebook, let's talk about that for just a second. Going to be putting some new leaks onto the website, which is www.heroesofnoise.com. We now have a community, just like I told you, and we would love you to be a part of it. So look, hit the link. You don't even need to go to the website. Just hit the link in the show notes. Make yourself a part of the fun. Let's have a good time. You can leave us voicemails if you'd like. We like that a lot. Uh, feel free to do so. You can do it on the Discord server, or you can do it on the website, and we look forward to those. Uh, while you're there, subscribe to the show. We're pretty much wherever podcasts are heard. iTunes, which... Again, it's going to be a podcast pretty soon. We'll talk about that a little bit. Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, apparently Pandora, but I haven't seen any results on that yet, but a whole bunch of other shit. And the last thing I'm going to tell you folks is if you're on the website, scroll all the way down. Look at our friends right there. Look how great they look. We call those the pods of justice. I think we only do that. Maybe it's just me. I don't know, but that's what I'm calling it because I made the goddamn website. Follow these shows. Subscribe to them. They're all a bunch of great people and they have a lot to offer you. So expand your podcast horizons a little bit. Other than that, I'm going to flip it back over to my man, Steve Happy Hudson, the man who's going to be even happier pretty soon when he takes his counseling. Steve, take it away. Can't 
freaking wait. I look forward to it. Okay? Especially when we do our joint one. Oh, that would be very Metallica of us, but <laughs> that would be interesting. Did Metallica do counseling or something? You saw the movie? I haven't seen it since it was like on VHS. Some kind of monster. Yeah, they brought in a counselor and it was ridiculous. Oh, wow. I loved that movie. I literally rented it because I was like, in, you know I watch any like documentary on an album being made. I just thought, oh, they made an awesome album until you were like, oh, that album sucked. Oh, God. In my brain, it led to an amazing album after I got out. I was like, oh, this probably was like a hit and this and that. And then you told me, oh, no, no, no. No, we didn't like that album. I mean, wouldn't that have been great, though, if that was the end of the movie they produced, like their best album they've ever done? That's what I thought would happen. That would have been great, right? Yeah. Yeah, not the case. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Like literally the worst album they've ever done. Oh, I didn't know that. Hot garbage. Okay, okay. Well, I could I could have gone without knowing it, though. You could have been like, oh, yeah, it was a classic album. No, nah, I call it like it is. <laughs> so when we, the thing is, when Dan gives you all this information, you may think that these emails and information just go into the the ether and we don't read them, but we do. Dan, do you have proof of that? Segway, Steve. I love it. Yes, man. I've got, we've got mail. It's great. Not as good as Homeboy, though. Yeah. Not like spoiler, Steve. You're right. But he was very original with that. We can't take it away from him, right? He's good, man. <laughs> he is very good. I like that guy. Steve, I'm talking to you, man. I like you. That dude is good with that segue situation. I want to say, man, that we have gotten some very, I mean, we get very small amounts of feedback week to week. And that's okay because, I mean, we're, we're kind of like, I feel like we're sort of right where we should be. Like if I had my yes. brothers, we would be the biggest podcast ever, but not the case. And I think that we're right where we should be. And that something that tells me that is that we get these great emails from people and I think we're doing things right. So I'm going to go ahead and read this first one. This actually was on Facebook. It wasn't an email. It comes from our new listener, John, last name K. I don't know if he wants his name, you know, the full name said, but uh, it says, curse you and bless you, you heroic, noisy bastards. <laughs> I love that. That's a great opener. Right. After finally getting to the second Duran episode, I've been listening to my dad's rather awesome music all night, not to mention humming the reflex all through the new Black Mirror episodes. So John was doing a lot during this. Here. I hope you were able to focus on Black Mirror. Seriously, though, guys, jumped on maybe just over six months ago after hearing one or both of you on other shows. And I love every show, regardless of what you're chatting about. And you quickly became a show that I this is the best part, Steve. I really like this part. Became a show that I couldn't just half listen to passing time at work, but join the upper echelon of favorite oh, free on. time podcasts. Plus, I'm hoping that your Duran Duran episodes can go on to join the two. This is really cool. Plus, I'm hoping that your Duran Duran episodes can go on to join the two Kevin Smith, Gerard Way episodes and easily an enjoyable re-listen, which not only add to wonderful appreciation of the music, but an enjoyable piece of entertainment from fun hosts. Thanks, Dan and Steve. Thank you, John K. That's awesome. I think I might have butchered that a little bit, John. Just a little bit, but I do appreciate your kind words. Oh, man. That makes me feel so wonderful, John K. You know, I mean, it Thank makes me you. feel like we're doing something right. I mean, dude, we are. We apparently are. Yeah. And that's we all. I mean, are. I don't want to sit yes. there and like blow ourselves about it, but I do like that we're throwing things out into this void and yes. things come bouncing back. And when they bounce yes. back, it's the people that we want. You know what I mean? It's the people that we want to hit. Not like I was at a MAGA rally and I heard your show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd be like, made me really realize how much I hate minorities, but no, I mean, I honestly, I think that it's really cool that you guys are reaching out to us like this. Uh, I encourage it. New listeners, please hit us up. We're not asking for you to pat us on the back, but we do like to, to hear if we're hitting you right. And what you think of the show, because it only makes it better for us. I mean, like makes it better for you is what I'm really trying to say. makes it easier for us to be better for you. That's what I'm trying to say. Holy shit. That was hard. Now, this is another one. This is an iTunes review. We get these from time to time. I would like to get more of these, by the way, folks. So if you are listening to the show and you have iTunes, at least for now, leave us a review. I have no idea what's going to (laughs) happen when they go to podcast only. I'm I'm hoping there's still going to be a reason, you know, like a place for for comments like this. But for now, it's an iTunes review. And here we go. It's a five-star review, Steve. Came in last Friday from Doc Comet. And it says, We Can Be Heroes. That's what it's titled. Love this pod. Dan and Steve are great together. This is my favorite non-Kevin Smith pop culture podcast. A second Kevin Smith. I wonder if it's the same person. That'd be weird. Anyway, I'm not. let's pretend it's two. Truly, anything can happen on the pod. I love that Dan and Steve keep it real about themselves, and they try to focus on promoting things that they like rather than trashing things to get clicks. Not that they like everything. That's the important part, folks. We don't. They just seem to be positive people, that, and that comes through. I look forward to this podcast every week. Thanks, guys. Another really Thank cool Thank you. One. Dot comet. Yeah. Dot comet is getting what we're doing. And it's true. We know we don't, we're never going to be a show that um, just hooray for everything. But yeah. like I had mentioned a couple of weeks back, like why there's going to be those times where we watch something with expectations and then maybe it's today. I don't know. We'll see. And, um, you know, it's just not what we thought and we end up trashing it or something like that. And that's just going to be the way it is. But personally, I try to watch things that I think you guys would like, as opposed to having a show where it's just like, here, avoid all of these things. It seems counterproductive. That's just me. Totally. I totally agree. Thank you guys so very, very, or women, very, 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 very much for these. It makes our week. It really does, man. Like this shit gives me fuel. It just makes me want to go even harder. So guys, uh, I can't thank you enough for all the support that you've given the show. And that's why I thought maybe it was time to start a community so we can all get together with like minds and have a lot of fun. Can't wait to, and I'm going to, you know what, you know what, Dan, Dan Scooby, because often Dan does things and Dan will be like, he'll be like, hey, dude, I really need you to come on now. Let's go. I started this thing. So you kind of need to, and I'm really going to start doing better. I got to start doing better on that because Dan is handling his business, even on his crazy weeks. Dan be handling his business. So, Dan, I appreciate you, brother. No problem. It's all for you people because we love you. (laughs) Yes. All right. Now, this next part is going to be a lot of Dan because Dan watched, (laughs) even though his week was crazy, I don't know how he watched all this. Can I ask a question real quick, Steve? Uh Uh-huh. What are you you doing between the hours of like, I don't know, because you're up all night. So what are you doing between the hours of, say, one and six? Uh, one in six this week have been getting sleep because I was helping someone move. You're like getting up early and doing things out of your rhythm. Yes. Normally I do the most though. That's okay, man. You deserve to have a break. You deserve to get some rest. I don't really suggest that you're staying up all night. I don't think that's good for you, but that's another podcast. I think you need to flip things around, man. You need to start working with the living and get out of this whole graveyard shift you're doing. You're going to make things a whole lot easier for me. I mean, for you. I can't listen to podcasts when I'm day doing days. Can't listen to music. Doing what you do, that would be an issue? Yes, it would. During days. Okay, fair enough. A lot of clipboards walking around. Yes. I like the clipboard. That's a really, actually, that's a really, I've never heard them called that. Code clipboard. You know who I'm talking about when you're working. Oh, I know. Anyone, no, but even people like, not, not just you. I'm saying, you know how like you're at work and you're doing your thing and maybe you work for a corporate institution and the old clipboard comes walking around, fucking your whole day up. 
That's what I'm talking about. Uh, from now on, I'm going to call them clipboards. It's over. Yeah, that's it. Clip Too many clipboards around. Look at old clipboard. Look at old clipboard Carla over there. Wow. I know Carla. I'm not talking to you, Carla. I know. <laughs> I was about to be like, whoa. <laughs> it was the first name that came out because it had a C on it. So don't trip. How about, clip, how about clipboard Christine? Clipboard Christine. Okay, here we go. Look at old clipboard Christine over there. Yeah, it didn't have the same thing. I'm not going to fake it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you business? What have you been watching, bro? Man, I've been watching a lot of things. I'm going to try to keep yeah. it. I know you have a limited time today, so we're going to keep it a little bit short. But I have a lot of things I'm going to talk about. And okay. where do I start? Let's see. Well, one of them has news that came up. So should we address mm-hmm. that one first? Yes. All right. People, I want to know what you think about this. Viewers of the DC Universe subscription streaming app, what are your thoughts on the newest news? Perhaps I'm just laying something on you that you weren't aware of. I'm going to tell you straight up that last year when I heard of DC Universe coming out, they talked about this show called Swamp Thing. That's what sold it for me, Steve. I don't know if you remember me saying that, but I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting it just for this. Titans was incidental. I ended up loving it, but I wasn't expecting much from it. In fact, I thought it looked a little cheesy at first. And I'm not a big fan of Doom Patrol, uh, but here we go. Swamp Thing starts, right? It started last week. The first episode, the only episode to be out, is just started streaming last week. And uh, just a week into the first season, my friend, DC Universe has confirmed that they are already canceling Swamp Thing. <laughs> One episode in, they're canceling Swamp Thing. Like, people got the subscription for this show. Yes, yours truly did. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> So I mean like this week. Yeah, the thing is with this, I'm not sure if I can really blame DC for this, but at the same time, if they're not going to rep their shows, I'm not entirely sure that I'm fully on board with the DC Universe for the coming year. Like they're really going to have to wow me. With Disney Plus coming out, I got to sacrifice something. And if they're already cutting Swamp Thing, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be around. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how this pans out. But um, apparently what happened was in North Carolina where they were filming the show, they were supposed to get a $40 million tax break which would allow them to film this season. And I assume part of, you know, season two, or they would have some money in the bank, apparently. And someone didn't cross their T's and dot their I's. And what ended up happening is they didn't get this tax break. So now the show is under and they don't have enough money for season two. There are whispers, and I don't know if this is true, but I just heard this morning uh, from someone that I feel is reliable, but he even said, you know what, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'll go ahead and put it out there anyway, that they may not have even filmed all of the episodes yet. So I'm going to go into this one. I'm going to go lightly with it because I, I I just, now that I know that it's being canceled, it's really hard for me to invest myself in this. It's Swamp Thing. So I'm going to watch it. But now, you know, it's just like you can, if you can already see the results at the end, it's, it's just really hard for me to commit to this one with so much content that's out there. But yeah, that's it. So Swamp Thing has been canceled, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it because I did watch the first episode. Like I said, I'm going to keep it quick. Yes. All right, Swamp Thing. So, Steve, what is your experience with Swamp Thing? Did you read any of the comics? Did you watch the old school movie back in the 80s? I wanted to. Well, what do you mean? You wanted to? Like, there was a ba- there was a major... Co- it, was, it wasn't Alan Moore. He did a Swamp Thing run. And it was like the thing to... No, or is it Neil Gaiman? No, no, no. I think it is Alan Moore. Didn't Alan Moore do a, a Swamp Thing run? Yes, he did. Yeah, and that's the one everyone told me to, to read. I didn't watch the old movie, but they're like, if you really want to get Swamp things whole groove read the alan moore um comic i never had it do you have it 
I have definitely come across it before, but you know me. I mean, you're definitely between the two of us. You are the bigger comic reader. Yeah. You don't think so? I think I am. Oh, uh, I got an update about the issue with Swamp Thing. It says, quote, this, this, the decision seemingly boils down to Warner Brothers, Warner Media, AT&T executives not liking the direction of the show, not budget or performance. How crazy is that? It's, it's really hard to make a call like that. I mean, obviously, these people have probably seen the whole thing or at yes. least what is there for them to view. I've only seen the first episode, but I will give you my thoughts <laughs> and we'll see if they line up. They should, they should, but they, even if they didn't like it, they shouldn't have released the information now. They should have waited till the last episode. Exactly. Because that just takes the, yeah, because it takes the wind out of you, right? That's exactly. what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how, how encouraged I am to watch this now if I know that it's like for not, like it's just never, it's what happens if it's a cliffhanger? Exactly, dog. Exactly. Yeah. It was a, be- but anyway, go ahead. What, how did you like the first app? It was just a huge mistake by DC to announce this, but anyway, let's move along. So um, let's talk. So I'm thinking it aired at a premiered rather on May 31st uh, stars Crystal Reed, Virginia Madsen, Andy Bean, just to name a few created by Gary Dauberman and Mark Verheiden. Abby Arcane returns home to Mariah, Louisiana to investigate a deadly swamp born virus only to discover the dark, terrifying mysteries of the swamp. That's about it. That's about all I know. So Alec Holland is the character that we're talking about. There's it's, Swamp Thing is going to be played by two parts, okay? It's uh, Derek Mears will play the actual Swamp Thing, but the uh, character of Alec Holland is played by Andy Bean, and he's the one that we're talking mm-hmm. about this week. He is a flip-flop-wearing mug in this here. Um, that bugged me right away. <laughs> this is really silly. Wow. Dude's in the swamp, right? There are these three guys on the swamp, and they are going to drop something into the swamp. Like, they're clearly up to no good, right? And yes. the swamp immediately retaliates and they meet their demise. One of the people that, that met their demise has a daughter and she becomes sick and she is showing some effects of the swamp too. So there is a doctor by the name of Dr. Sunderland, Avery Sunderland, who has been experimenting with things in the swamp and he's got this lab out there and he has this one guy that's kind of like a disgraced scientist by the name of Alec Holland, who I mentioned. He shows up and he's working with Abby Arcane, who's also a, a physician, I believe, or a, not a physician, but a, a scientist. And they're going to try and he's he's well, he wants to do things sort of like off the radar because he feels like there's mm-hmm. more to the story. There's a conspiracy. He wants to keep this shit under wraps, but he needs her help. Yes. So this is what happens, man. Uh, the whole show pans out and we get to see the origin of the swamp thing at the end. OK, I'm not really giving anything away about this, but I'm just going to tell you my my overall feelings of the show. Um, This is uh, produced, I believe, by James Wan. You will see hints of James Wan throughout the series. I at least I think (laughs) I don't know anymore, but that's apparently how we're supposed to go. It's more of a horror type show that I've seen so far versus like a superhero. It's going to be one of those like it's like an antihero. Swamp Thing's always been Mm -hmm. like an antihero kind of thing. And um, what they do with the CGI for their budget wasn't bad. It sort of drew back like reference to John Carpenter's The Thing. You know how like in The Thing when the thing would spring out and you'd see all the limbs and shit coming out. Well, they do Mm -hmm. a lot of effects like that with vines in this here and they do it really well. Like there's some cool shit without giving away too much. There is a a scene that involves a corpse and these vines and how they sort of spring out of it and how it looks is pretty freaking awesome. So I'm going to give them like props for that. It looked really cool, but I'm going to be honest. um, I don't know if it was just my frame of mind when I was watching the show, but I was having a hard time like keeping up with it. Not that it was difficult to understand. It was more of me just 
like I kept getting distracted by things. And I don't know if that's something that that is just completely on me or if it has to do with the acting, but I think it was just an okay first episode. Like I said, we do see the origin of the swamp thing and all of that, but I really haven't seen enough of this yet to truly make a call on it as far as how I think this episode, the series is going to go. I'm going to talk obviously just about this single episode. It was enjoyable. It just, it wasn't, um, I mean, I think you can relate to this. There's things that you watch sometimes and you're just like, your eyes are just giving all the attention to this and you cannot take your eyes away from it. You're not messing with your phone, anything like that. For sure. To me, this was not one of those episodes. It was a it was a fine episode. It wasn't bad by any means. I still want to see how this pans out. But as far as the first episode goes, I'm going to go ahead and just give it a quick rating. I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5. Like it could go either way at this point. And I'm going to go 2.5 out of 5 tangled corpse vines. That's what I'm giving it, man. So it's just an average viewing for me. I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't feel that I have enough to really sink my teeth into it and tell you if I think it's going to be a great show. I'll just tell you that I'm going to keep watching and I will probably give my full opinion once it's all said and done. But for now, Swamp Thing, I don't know if maybe I'm just a little bitter about this whole situation, but I'm just going to go ahead and give it a very average rating. That's it for me on Swamp Thing. Not a lot. Does that discourage you from watching it? Yes, I'm not going to watch it. Not going to do it, especially since it got canceled. Because of my rating or because? Combination. Because yeah. Okay. Yeah. Combination. Yeah. So I have something to do with this here. I feel bad. Totally. Now, see? They're already struggling and I just kicked them when they're down. You should not because why in the world would someone want to invest? It just doesn't seem, it seems pointless now. Exactly. Them making this announcement really just blew it for me. And I almost feel like I need to bail, but... I'm also paying for the service. And again, this was the reason that I got it. So I'm going to see it all the way through. Oh, you are a completion, a completionist. Yes, you will. Pretty much. That's what it is. Yes. I and totally I've got a lot understand. of time on my hands. I wouldn't call it. You're not doing anything bad by telling people that uh, it was not a great show and you would have been way more invested. I don't, but would you have kept watching this if you knew there were five seasons ahead, though? Well, it's just really hard for me to base anything off of a single episode. I've seen like series have a fantastic opening and then just completely just dive bomb, you know? So true. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's okay. Like it just, it just wasn't really fast paced enough for me. There was some cool shit to look at and I do like what it's about and everything. But, um, anyway, let me get back to the flip flops real quick. So my man, (laughs) he's out in the swamp, right? And they're talking about how they have some type of, um, Something that's some abnormality in the water that can be affecting you. You know, you, you don't yes. want to get into the water. You don't want to get near it. You don't want to touch like there's corpses with vines coming out of them. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. But my man just decides to walk around with flip flops, designer flip flops on the whole time in the swamp. That's not smart. And you know what? He ends up meeting his fate. So I guess I guess we proved our point. You don't wear flip flops in the swamp. If you don't want to be the swamp thing, ladies and gentlemen, don't wear fucking <laughs> flip flops in the swamp. It's really yes. all it is. It just, yes. I don't know. I got a thing with flip-flops. I don't like them, but that's that's a whole nother story. Let's move along, because I have a lot to talk about. Uh, let's see, Steve. So I'm watching Netflix last weekend, and uh-huh. I came across something that seems like it's right up your alley. Have you seen Always Be My Maybe? Um, No, I've seen a lot of stuff about a certain guest appearance on it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that might be one of the best guest appearances Ever. Like, I don't know how much I want to give away, but let's let's talk about this one. Always yeah. Be My Maybe is directed by, I'm going to jack this name up. It's Nanatacha Khan, uh, written by Michael Gomalko and Randall Park. Stars Ali Wong, Randall Park, and James Salto. Or Saito, sorry. 
there's something about romantic comedies where I'm like either in or out and I'll be in and out mm-hmm. quickly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of these do happen to have, they suffer from the cliches of every other romantic comedy. Okay. That, yes. I'm, I'm going to start off with that. Uh, that said, I really, really enjoyed this one. I think that the chemistry between Ali Wong and Randall Park are, are fantastic. Randall Park being from fresh off the boat. Yes. I'm going to tell you that I really wasn't like a fan of his. I was, I didn't dislike him or anything, but he was just kind of there I think he really shines in this. I think that he's proven that he has star power and that he can actually hold a movie together. I think he does fantastic in this. But the combination of him and Ali Wong work really well together. Uh, what this story is about is a pair of childhood friends end up falling for each other when they grow up. Now, we've seen this kind of thing a bunch of times. This movie really, like, it succeeds because of their interaction, their chemistry between the two of them. They're fantastic together. Yes. But the one thing that's going to save this movie and make everyone watch it, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to tell you that there is a cameo that is unbelievable. And the actor playing himself in this, you probably have already seen it. If you've watched the, the like, should I say, Steve? It's not really a spoiler because no. they, they have it on the on the uh, trailer. I would just in case. I would just, just in be case. Like, you know what? Yeah, just in okay, case. Okay, fair enough. I'll be I'll be nice. If you come across it on Netflix, don't watch the trailer. Just hit play. Try to go in, kind of not knowing because it, it really is the best part of this. But there is a certain uh, very popular actor that plays himself in this, and I think that might be his best character ever. <laughs> like like scratch all of the movies that he's been in, the most recent one, all of it. Him playing himself is the best thing I've ever seen him do. It's fantastic. And it's a very small scene. It's probably, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes of the movie, but it's really, really good. And that's what made it for me. Laughs all the way through it. I mean, it's a very charming flick. I I, I like that. It focuses on the couple. Like, here's the thing. So like when Crazy Rich Asians came out, everyone was like, this is awesome because it's all Asians. And and that's great because it needed, you know, you needed to have that, right? But I don't think that should always be the selling point of a movie. If you have a movie with a bunch of Hispanic people or an all black cast or anything like that, you shouldn't just that shouldn't be the selling point. That's great. You know, diversity is awesome. And and we should be having these movies made, but it shouldn't be the selling point of the movie. So getting back to this one, they didn't depend on that. Yes, they're Asian. Yes, there is some culture involved with it. And there are a few jokes that allude to the fact that they're Asian, but they don't focus on that the entire time. You know what I mean? Yes. Just, so yes. what I'm getting at is we're, we're, we're off to a good start with having movies that that are successful, that have a great cast. Oh, also it, sells, uh, it stars uh, Daniel Day Kim, who's fantastic in this too. Very small part, but he's great. But you're not focusing on the fact that, oh, it's just a movie full of Asian people. It's a great movie, but it just so happens that the cast is Asian. Am I making sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that's a good thing, you know, because I think that we we tend to kind of pigeonhole certain demographics of people and we focus only on that as opposed to what they're doing. It's like they have a product to sell, but we're so we're so obsessed with the color of everyone. It just doesn't make any sense. And and they do this very well. I highly recommend that people watch this movie. I think it's it's really enjoyable. And as far as romantic comedies, which I like, they're not my favorite, but when they're good, they're they're good. And I really appreciate that. This is definitely one of them. The one thing that I will say that this movie suffers from is that it does have it it, it was going so well. And then it goes with the cliche ending that most romantic comedies utilize. And that was just like, ah, uh, did you guys run out of ideas? Like you could have done something else with this. And, and when you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because it's a scene that you've seen a hundred times in, in romantic comedies. Yet the movie still works. It's charming, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, Always Be My Maybe. It is on Netflix right now, guys. Check it out. Let me go ahead and rate this one, Steve. 
I'm going to give this movie three out of five tennis balls. That's what I'm giving it. You'll understand if you there watch the go. movie. That's my rating. Perfect. Yeah, so always be my maybe, guys. Check it out. It's totally worth a watch. I will check it out this as soon as I can. Because I have to catch up on other stuff, too, that you've been watching. So I will check that out, definitely. I think you and your significant other would enjoy this movie. Yes. Being romantic while watching a romantic comedy. <laughs> That's a lot if of romance right there. finish the movie. Oh! Yeah, if you can even get through it. You know what I mean? Maybe you could watch it when you're resting, if you know what I'm saying. Because them 25 seconds will take it out of you, G. You need to, you need guy, to, G, you need to recharge. Here you go. I'm willing to bet, Steve, that the time yep. has actually increased. You don't have to get into it. But the way that you are uh, swooning over the lovely <laughs> Melissa tells me that, uh, I'm just saying, I, I think the time has, has uh, expanded. And I'm going to leave it at well, that. You know what? The, fun, the thing is. Uh, one day we're gonna have to have a maybe like a pre a pregame uh, relationship, uh, uh, just a relationship cast where I could like maybe we'll put it on the Patreon or something where I could just dive like literally tell you uh, what's going on because there's a lot, dude. Anyway, go on. Yeah, no, I was I was hoping you were going to give me more, but that's okay. No, Patreon's no. another thing that we need to look into at some point. Yeah, but, uh, that's a yeah. this would be a major. Major, because this is something I want for our close crew. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some stories to tell about my life, too, that I think that would be Ooh. the best place to do them. Yeah. I would even be willing to do a podcast dedicated to why I was in that bad state last year, which, you know, you know, the whole story, like yeah. what got me there from the very beginning. I would I'd be willing to do that. So, yeah, I think maybe at one point we should do a Patreon like a, what do they call them? Channels? I, I I mean, we have one and I've never used it, <laughs> but. Oh, well then we just put it there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a Patreon setup where you guys, uh, if you want to hear the good stuff, you know, the, the, want, yeah. the juice, the tea, the if you will. The juice. Yeah. That's where you're going to go. Otherwise you're going to oh. hear us being all wacky and shit, doing dick jokes. All right, let's move along. Still watching stuff, Steve. I also went to the movies. Now here's the deal. I really wanted to go into, because Fresno now has a 4DX theater. Are you aware of this? I did. Yes, yes. Yeah, man. Our Edwards, our lovely Edwards Theater has, they've gotten on board with the 4DX. The thing is, it's so goddamn pricey. In the evening, it was like 28 bucks to go for two people. I'm like, nah. And for yeah. two, 28 bucks a piece, I didn't really feel like doing that right now. I'm not a cheap person, but you know, I, I, I try to keep my money on me, if you will. Yeah. So I spent a little bit of extra money and I ended up doing the IMAX, or at least our version of the IMAX. And I saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters this week, man. You wanted to see this one, right? Are you still wanting to see it? Um, I've I've stumbled into wanting to rent it because of because reviews and whatnot. Um, not only reviews, but kind of like even the good reviews, not the bad reviews. I mean, even the good reviews are like. I mean, it's not what you like. the 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 trailer was way better than the movie. I'm like, oh, yeah. darn it. Yeah. I mean, I'll lay it out for you, man. Um, Go for it. I will tell you this, which I think a lot of people are saying. If you like monster movies, kaiju movies, and you want to see them battle, like there probably is no other movie that's better than watching what goes down on the screen. That said, it's not a lot. I mean, it's more than the original Godzilla, the one that came out in, I think it was like 2014 or something like that. Um, it's yeah. way more than that. And it's fucking stellar. I mean, you have Godzilla, you've got Rodan, you have Mothra. Uh, who else? 
Uh, oh, of course, King Ghidorah or Monster Zeros are starting to call him at the beginning of this year. And there's all history. Like, I'm not a Godzilla expert, okay? Matter of fact, if you guys want to hear a very good breakdown of this movie and with some, like, true Godzilla experts, man, listen to Pop Culture's Leftovers. This week they put out a uh, bonus episode, and it just covers Godzilla King of the Monsters very, very thoroughly. It's like two-plus hours. I recommend checking it out. You have Scott Schutte from Tales from the Yard and then Dan Hopner. Hepner? Dan Hepner, sorry, uh, who does his podcast on the Leftover Army about kaijus and things like that. And they do a very good job with that. So I recommend checking that out if you want the long version. So I go into this movie and I'd already kind of heard that, hey, you know, maybe the acting is not so fantastic in this. Yeah, you're ready. You're primed. Yeah, I was totally primed. Here's the situation with that, dude. I don't go to Godzilla movies for humans. You know what I mean? Like, they're just background to me. And yes, they are the vessel that's going to keep this thing on the road and keep keep the movie going. But I would have been happy, honestly, dude, if they would have just done all kaijus and then just put subtitles. You see Godzilla, and it just says, oh, you're fucked. Or just something. You know what I mean? I'm going to get you Rodan. Something. I think that I would have been cool with that. That said, um, we did have to deal with some human actors in the movie. So this movie has quite the cast. Kyle Chandler as Mark Russell. You like Kyle Chandler, right? Do you, I mean ever since crazy looking what you call it Friday Night Lights? Know. Oh my God! Game Night. He was fantastic in. Kyle Chandler is. I like him. Okay, I'm going to say that. I do not like Kyle Chandler in this movie. He is. He plays Mark Russell. Uh, his wife is played by Vera Farmiga. I think it is, and she plays mm-hmm. Doctor Emma Russell. And we yeah. start off right at the beginning of the movie. Oh, and also Millie Bobby Brown plays Madison Russell, their daughter. We start off right where the last one ended. We're in San Francisco yeah. and we're seeing Godzilla walk away. And this is where it spawns this ridiculous story, which I won't get into completely, but Dr. Emma Russell has a plan. You know, she's, she's grieving over the loss of her son, her and uh, Mark Russell separate and she has Millie Bobby Brown with her. So there's Monarch, right? Monarch is the, the institution that is studying all the Kaijus and the head of Monarch is played by Ken Watanabe plays Dr. Ishiro Sirizawa. Like he, he, he's the guy. He has some deep shit to say, but they never go to him. They're like, oh, hey, doctor, you're like the expert on Godzilla and all the kaijus. Fantastic. Go ahead and hold your opinions. We're going to go with Mark Russell instead. Again, played by Kyle Chandler, who delivers the... Okay, here's a good example. It's a very cliche performance. You know how in certain movies when the actor or the character the actor is playing has seen some shit back in the day, and they go Mm -hmm. from being a normal person... To talking like this. Yep. That shit. He plays that character and he plays it so poorly. I do believe Kyle Chandler is probably the worst part of this movie. The The character of Emma Russell, her story arc is just ridiculous. Like her decisions that she makes. I don't want to give it away what exactly is going on with this one, but she takes this very extreme Thanos-like mentality as a solution to her problem. But really, it's just like she's, she's all fucked up in the head. Even in, in the movie, Madison, again, played by Millie Bobby Brown, is calling her dad and being like, you know what? Something's up with mom. She's going off the deep end. But how far she goes off the deep end is ridiculous. The decisions made by the family in this movie are ridiculous. Millie Bobby Brown, I'm going to say something right now, dude. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that if Stranger Things never existed, would we be dealing with Millie Bobby Brown? No. Like when we see Millie Bobby Brown, we're on that 11 shit, right? Yes. Affirmative. Yeah. So I don't want to knock a kid because I, I mean, she's a, she's a beautiful girl. She's got a great attitude. If you follow her on Instagram, she's she's a real sweetheart. You know, she can rap. Yeah. And she's talented. She can sing. She yes. can dance. 
I don't think that this movie does anything for her. She plays, okay. I think she's like 16, 15, 16 years old in real life. And she's playing a 12 year old and it's just not believable. She's all, it's also one of those movies where like suddenly this kid that's been around all of the science, but never directly involved with it suddenly knows how to work everything. Oh, come on. You know, <laughs> it just on. goes off on her own advantage. Yeah. It was just, it was a very weak plot. And again, I didn't go to this movie to see humans, but of course we have to deal with them there. So I just think that the whole cast did their best, but this movie just really wasn't, uh, it really wasn't focusing on the humans. It wanted to give us a show and that it does. Now I really regret not going to the 4DX to see this because I think that this would have been a great one to see. Let me talk about the Kaijus for a second. Godzilla looks phenomenal. King Ghidorah, phenomenal. Like there are some scenes and you may even see some of this in the trailer where you know, King Kidora is about, he's the three headed dragon, by the way, who's a uh, extraterrestrial. He's not like all these monsters are of earth. He's not. And I don't really think that's, that's given too much away because that's part of the story, but, and they also create some kaijus specifically for this movie, which are dope. There's this thing, I think they called it behemoth. It's got like the body of a gorilla, but like the face and tusks of a woolly mammoth. It's fucking badass. And they made it just for this movie. There's some really cool things they did. And another thing that they did that I thought was kind of dope, there is a reference to John Carpenter's The Thing. Very small reference. I had mm. to read it to understand. Uh, but it's kind of cool. I like that they did that. So they are definitely creating like this monster verse, which is like I, I think it's got some ambition with it. They just have to tighten up the writing. And if they can do that, we got we have a, a really solid thing. Cause I will pretty much continue to see Godzilla movies until they're done, just because of the effects that they're putting on these movies. So that said, like, I don't know if you really benefit from a 3D with this one maybe when it comes to like Ghidorah but other than that you can get away with seeing this in 2D and be just fine but I do recommend seeing it in IMAX totally worth it for the monster fights man the kaiju fights are ridiculous in this and the, some of the uh like when you know what's coming like when King Ghidorah is on his way there's like this big storm with lightning and yellow clouds and shit and it's just it just looks so incredible but if you really don't care about that kind of stuff then I highly recommend that you just wait and watch this when it comes out on video when it's when you can stream it you know, if you have a good TV, you're still going to get some pretty cool effects. But there really is something to be said about the IMAX in this movie. So I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't walk out of it going like that was just the shittiest movie ever. But once I'm driving home and thinking about it and kind of putting notes together, I'm like, ah, it was just a very, very weak human character arc on that. So I'm gonna go ahead and rate this one. I'm gonna get 2.5 out of five cocoons. That's it. That that is a good right down the middle rating. But I'm completely going off of the the action okay. alone. That's it. I'm really kind of just rating the action on this one. And that's, that's okay. Really that's it. fair. I'm a, I'll I'll wait for it to come out then. Yeah, dude. I mean, like we're getting into summer, but this is where we start getting that mix of good and bad movies. We're gonna get yes. a few blockbusters and then a whole bunch of stinkers, and this yes. one's just kind of in between. But it's a fun movie to say the least. I. I, I Either way, I think you're going to be okay. But if you decide to make it a point to not see it in the theater, you're fine. Don't worry about it. All right. That's Godzilla. What else you got? So I watched the first episode of Black Mirror. I haven't been able to see any anything else on it yet. Uh, I understand you watched that one too, right? I did. So let's talk about that one a little bit because I've got some feelings about it. Um, I'm very curious what you think about this. Um, I The first episode, I forgot what it was called. It was called... Um, oh, uh... Oh, shoot. A silver, Striking Viper. No, there we go. Striking Viper. And uh, it's about a video game where you can actually go in um, and it's a VR situation where you're really fighting. Instead of seeing like, uh, say, Ken and Ryu fight, you're actually looking at each other fighting. And it's 
uh, you know, we all got that homie that we grew up with. And then you get a life. One of y'all get married and maybe he's the single pimp. You know what I mean? And um, they meet up in this game and shenanigans ensue. Uh, I don't want to ruin it because people probably haven't watched this movie, this right. show or the, the episode. But I will say if you are for me, when I watched it, I did not know because knowing Black Mirror where it went, I was not expecting it at all. I thought, oh, I know where this is going to happen. They're like going to fight each other and one of them is going to die in the game. <laughs> that's what in my head. That's a Black Mirror thing. What happens when someone dies right. in this game? Because, you know, there's a part where you actually, he's like, do you feel it? And he gets hit and he's like, ouch. And you see them moving with the punches and you're like, uh-oh, this is going to get. But I will tell you this. It doesn't go that direction. <laughs> not at that all. That is not the direction Black Mirror decided to traverse. Um, I liked the direction that it went. I think it brought a lot of questions of, what would my reaction be? And after thinking about what my reaction would be, I know what my reaction would be, but I do get how if someone told me, hey, the weirdest thing happened in a game, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can see how that could happen. I get it, bro. But it definitely makes you think. That's for sure. It makes you think. And I did definitely. Th and I think that they stuck the landing. Like the end, I was like, oh, <laughs> they decided to go that route huh and i liked it i really enjoyed the first episode i really did too i think that it takes kind of an older formula meaning vr and what you yes. can do in vr i mean let's go uh -huh. with ready player one for instance yes. it's not that old but it's already kind of been done touched upon yeah and it just takes it into a new hypothetical direction it a really totally makes, realistic it makes kind of question <laughs> Yes. And like you're saying, though, like, what would I do in that situation? You know, you I don't give a shit who you are. You're asking yourself that because I guarantee you've never been in this situation before. <laughs> no, it does no. sort of open up the it sort of does open up the canvas to what could be done. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like this is probably not too far away. The subject uh, matter at hand is something that's probably not too far away if we're being really honest with each other. here. We're going to experience it. We are. We're yes. going to experience yeah. it. And to be able to be 60 years old and in a game be 20. That's a game changer. Yeah. You're at the top of your game. You are as uh, athletic and attractive as you want to be. Yes. And but then, also you don't. Yeah. Then you don't. But you also will never know. There's going to be some times where you don't know who's in that other avatar. You have no idea. This deals with. <laughs> What happens inside of this game setting and how it affects the people on the outside. And yes. it makes people question themselves. Yes. And, you know, question the scenario. Question, is this right? I mean, there's so many different morals that it covers. It covers everything yes. from infidelity to sexuality to yes. uh, relationships in general. You know, I mean, I think that. Take, take your favorite video game players out there, if you're, especially if you're married, take your favorite video game that has completely erased you from your like your family life or whatever. You know, we've all had those moments where it's like, shit, I'm playing this too much and I need uh -huh. to stop. I've had those moments before. And I don't that's why I don't really play a lot of video games is because I, I have that personality where I will throw myself into the game and I kind of forget what's going on around me. And that's just not how I want to do things. But again, getting back to the people that allow this to happen to them, it makes you really wonder, like. 
would I do this? Like, I, I, I'm in the game. I'm one type of a person. But then it makes me wonder what's really going on, on the outside. Am I a different type of a person? You have someone that yes. is dealing with, I think, um, uh, orientation mm-hmm. versus someone that's dealing with a bored marriage. Yes. And yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not it's two uh-huh. different situations. And I think that they make that very clear in this. They uh, towards the end, you know, um, Carl, who's played by Yaha Abdul Mateen, the second. And uh, he's talking to Anthony yeah. Mackie. Isn't he, the mo- isn't he Black Mamba? Oh, he Black Manta. Black Manta. Sorry, Black you said Manta, Black Mamba. I mean, yeah, Black yeah, Manta. I mean, Black Manta. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, that's him. So at least he, at least we know he can act, because <laughs> he sure as hell didn't show it in Aquaman. Yeah, I was like, so he is good. They just didn't Very use good. him. Yes. No. Yes. No. That's a again. That's just a, a movie being a piece <laughs> of shit, oh. and people having to deal with it. I mean, again. Uh, maybe Godzilla is a good example. You take people that are established actors that have talent and they turn in this subpar performance. Yes. Take that and apply it to Aquaman and just amplify the shit out of it. Complete garbage movie, but I've talked about it that enough. So yeah, I was actually surprised. I knew he looked familiar, but now that makes sense. Okay. So, but yeah, his character is dealing with something completely different than what Anthony Mackie's character is dealing with and how they sort of try to um, come to an end on this at the end, you know, before they actually have their, their final moment, um, they, they try to, um, test the boundaries and see if if what they're dealing with is God, I'm trying to be cryptic about this. What they're feeling is, is true. And I like how that all plays out too. But then the end kind of threw me too. That was a a little flex by the wife, huh? And also, and also that little test, both of them felt different things. Right. One felt that I was shocked. I was like, Oh, he's not getting but then the other person that I thought wouldn't get, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Homeboy seemed kind of test watersy. Are you talking about Mackie? Yeah. So apparently in one reality setting, well, in the true reality, he's got strong morals about a certain subject. But for yeah. some reason, he's able to put that aside in the in the other. Re- I'm just bumping into the mic today. Sorry about that. But um. You know, it, it, he's able to go into this other reality and completely flip it, and that's okay. Whereas the other person, I really felt was uh, well, Carl, who I'm speaking about. I felt like he kind of knew what was up the entire time, and I think that they set that up at the beginning because it showed, you know, he was with somebody, and then he had he split up with that person, and then when all of this starts, he's got another significant other or someone he's seen, but it's affecting things physically. That keeps, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, um, you know what I'm saying? So I think his role was a little more like, I know this is really me and I'm just trying to fight what I, what I truly feel. Whereas Anthony Mackie's role was like, I never really even considered this shit before, but things are so crazy. I'm willing to dabble. I'm going to dip my toe into the freak water a little bit. You know know what I'm saying? So anyway, yeah. What's up? What scared me? And it really, I'm not going to lie, dude. It like had me, this is what was, that scared me the most in this movie, where I'm at right now. Because this is a consistent thing. Is that what happens, G? Like, am I going to just become that? Being all into VR? No, living your life more through there than... Like the marriage. Are you trying to dip your toe into the freak water? What you doing? No, like the way that you just become that normal glasses guy, 
flipping burgers and junk. Is that what happens? Oh, you mean you mean just being domesticated? Yes. I, I guess if you're asking it that way, it, they did kind of hit all of the the normal cliche stuff that an adult person that's married does. It's it's not like we're not doing those kind of things. I can't say that I've never been hosting a party and flipping some burgers and you know I got glasses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So maybe I don't know, but I think I think it just depends on the person, dude. Okay. But you're not going to if you're wondering if you're just going to be the same old Steve Hudson forever. No, dude. You're particularly in your newest situation. I predict like mad changes of you. And that's not saying anything negative, but I predict that you're going to change a lot over the next year. <laughs> it's true. I really do. I'm eager to see Cause I've that. never I- known. I've never known a coupled up Steve. So now I'm already seeing it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, mean, I think, it, I think it's just a, it's a natural progression. If you're serious about things, how do you keep things like spicy? Because that was that was the scary thing about this black mirror was spiciness was gone. I think that every couple deals with that. I don't give a shit. Oh, we've been married forever. We just can't keep our hands off each other. Bullshit. Stop. Stop posting <laughs> on Facebook. Just quit it. Just fucking quit it. You know what I'm damn, saying? Like, just stop. Damn. Like everyone's gonna go through those moments. I mean, that's the thing, dude. You're you're living, and I, this is no insult to Gail. You know that I love her, and and we we have a great marriage. But I mean, yeah, we got to work at it too. I think everyone has to. So it's just going to be dependent on on the individual or not the individual, but the couples themselves and how much they want to put into it. This just adds a whole new layer to things. This Black Mirror episode, <laughs> like like I really think that we're on our way to that, and it's going to be here sooner than we know it. Um, I think the big thing for me is I know people that have an open thing like that, open relationships. Uh huh. Are they married? Uh-huh. I'm not judging. Just asking. And I'm like, you know what? No, it's for the Patreon. All right. This would be a Keep great podcast. Yeah. Because I got more. I got other information. I got other information to give you for this week that I found out. Oh, the Patreon will be crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. You're not getting away. Like after we record, you got to tell me what you're talking oh, about. Oh, no, for sure. For attention. sure. Patreon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Listen, folks, you got to get freaky every once in a while to keep things spicy, I think is the answer. You can get as freaky as you want. I won't shame you. As long as every all parties are like consenting, do what you got to do. <sighs> Dude, is that where we're going? It depends on what you're talking about. But uh, VR, most definitely. I would say within the next five to 10 years people will be able to do what they're doing on the show to the point of having the physical sensation of things. Dude, we're almost there. Okay. But is that cheating? Oh, that's a great. Another conversation. That, yeah. Well, that's the other thing it brings up. Is it cheating? Would you just two more minutes real quick? That's what she said. Um, so <laughs> if Gail did this, would you be offended? She's in your living room the whole time. Yeah, I would. Of course I would. Isn't that interesting? Even though she's not touching you. Well, anybody. I mean, well, then, you know, okay, well, let's, let's put this into a more truer <laughs> setting. Yeah. Um, 
Now, granted, you're, you know, your, your relationship is still super, super fresh, but let's yeah. just take it a couple years down the road. And let's say Melissa is spending a lot of time either texting or talking to her good friend that she's had forever. Uh-huh. And it's taken up a lot of the time and it's getting in the, in mm-hmm. the way of your time. Would you be offended? Another Patreon conversation about that, what you just said. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I think I know where that one's going. I pay attention, brother. That's another Patreon conversation. Um, uh, I would, here's the thing. It would be weird if I, um, for me this soon, it would pretty much be like a, um, okay, I can't deal with that. Yeah. This soon you bail. Yeah. But if, if it was 20 years in and she's like in, um, like say she's in VR and I'm like, who are you talking? Is who are you? I catch her doing something and it's like her girlfriend at work. But it's a man in the VR. What do I say? I, I don't know how I would feel about that. I don't know. I, but again, should I be tripping? Because monogamy is a construct of society. So is my brain confined to that idea when it should have been expanded to something else? Here's my argument. I find out that scenario is happening. And I'm just like, look, okay, well, you're saying that it's not real, right? Because you go someplace else. It's not, it's not a true thing, right? I would like to join in. Giggity. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wins. Maybe, maybe they don't. (laughs) You wouldn't, but you wouldn't. I think it would make you feel too weird. I mean, if it's all in, 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 in that setting. Yes. No way. The significant other is selling it as it doesn't mean anything. It's just a, it's like a fantasy thing, you know, it's, it doesn't really mean anything. Cool. Well, I would like to have fantasy too. What if it's a guy on the other end, but it's a girl in the VR? What do you mean? So like, it's like a London bridge situation. No, like it's a friend of your wife's who's a male, but in VR, that other person, he's his Abby is a woman. So it's still your wife and a woman and you, but you know that that person in real life is a dude. Guess who I'm going for first. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're going to learn today. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny. It, it, Black Mirror taught me how it showed me last night because I, I like being the more I'm a rebel in groups. I'm like, oh, there's still some things in my brain that I can't. It's hard for you to wrap your brain around. Yeah. And it shouldn't. It's just it's you literally literally in this thing. It's a thing. Don't think about it outside of the world, but I couldn't separate the two. I mean, it's easy for us to sit and talk about it. Yes. Doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be like when, when, when that actual scenario comes up, like we would just be completely down. It's very easy to say, oh yeah, in this scenario I would do this, but I don't think you would truly know. That's just a weird situation that hasn't happened on that particular level yet. I'm sure there's shit that we're not thinking of where this kind of stuff happens, be it chat rooms or whatever you know what i mean role play situations but um i mean honestly i think that you can you you and i can both say that we've never experienced anything like this before so i could sit there and speculate how i think i would feel i could predict that but i don't know if it would necessarily be the same thing but in that scenario guess who i'm going for first because oh, someone's gonna learn it. today oh yeah you're going you're going <laughs> to teach him you're going to teach him a thing of three. now what i will do i will rate this show this episode I'm going to give it three VR pods out of five. I really like this episode. 
I'm with you, man. I'm going to go ahead and do the same. Three out of five, what'd you call them? Head pods? VR I don't know pods. what those things are called, but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, we're going to get three out of five pods for uh, Black Mirror season five, episode one. I really, and I loved how they were like, brace yourself. I did not expect that. When they went and their eyes did that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I liked it a lot. That's kind of a theme. Like those people's eyes go that way a lot in Black Mirror, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. That's true. So it's and all kind of tied into the same. I think it's the same universe, but it's just that element of technology seems to be like present in, in a lot of the Black Mirror episodes. And here what I, here's what I will say. When that happens, when you're able to do that, there is not going to be a couple on the face of the planet who one of the one of the people in that couple has not tried that with some random person. Not a couple on the planet. You know what I think is going to end up happening if what? they do get something similar to this? And like, I think it's going to I don't know, like it's it's going to either make or break a lot of relationships. Oh, no, because uh, some yes, couples no would be wise to be like, well, tell you what, why don't we just do this on the weekend, which people do in real life anyway? Oh, yeah. How about we try this? in this setting and just see where it takes us. It will either make the relationship or break the relationship, probably break more than make, but I think for some it will actually improve because you're spicing things up again. I'm going to say that people are going to be married in VR and enjoy their little time and be able to just detach when they're done for the day and just go about life. And they just have a marriage in the game. That's their wife. And they could just live life away from their wife. It's coming. Yeah. You know what? There's, it's not a very irrational thought. I mean, <laughs> honestly, Steve, I think that we are on, like, we just stepped over the threshold into this greater world where this stuff is going to exist. Yes. And it's going to be very interesting to see how much humans detach from real life. Because well, I, like, if you take something like ready, ready player one, for instance, Yes. granted that's fiction as this is fiction, but in ready player one, everyone was dealing with that. What was it called? The, uh, oh, I'm just blanking right now. The, um, you know what I'm talking about there. That oh, server yes, that I they do. all went on to, which is just the names escape me right now. Oasis. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, I think everyone was going into the Oasis. So it makes me kind of wonder, are we just going to be like that? Think about it, man. People have their phones right now. Kids don't even talk to each other anymore. They'd rather be True. Snapchatting and texting each other when they're right next to each other. So yeah, there's, there's definitely some truth to this. Well, I hear, I hear from friends that, Talk to me that say that Pornhub already has VR. I've heard from other people. Like friends. Oh, I have no doubt. People. Yeah, that's what I hear. Friends. Quote, unquote, yeah. friends. I did yeah, see never... you went to uh, GameStop the other day and picked yourself up a VR console. Oh, no, that was just because I wanted to play uh, video games. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh-huh. No, because, yeah. hey, bro, come <laughs> on. Now. Come on. <laughs> Don't be crazy, in the great words of Nacho Libre. <laughs> All right, dude, so moving along. Um. I was going to talk about Good Omens. I did start watching Good Omens this week on Amazon Prime, but I have only seen one episode of that as well, and there are six to watch. And I know that you wanted to watch this one too, so I will say that I have seen the first episode. Um, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to get into it until next week when I can actually watch all of it. You can watch it and we can talk about it, because I do think that this one is worth talking about. A lot of people are raving about this. From what I've seen, I think they have good reason to. Um, the acting is very solid. It's got this very interesting concept, and I think that is something that we should spend some time with. So I did mention to a few people on Twitter that I saw this and I was going to talk about it, but since Steve didn't get a chance to this week, we're going to bring Good Omens back next week. Fair enough? Dope. 
So the last thing that I'm going to talk about is something that um, I was also very opinionated on on Twitter this week. It's Rocket Man. Is it a biopic? Is it a musical? Yeah. Is it both? I don't know, but we're going to talk about it right now. People were raving at begging you to watch it. The thing is, is that a lot of people that I respect their opinions on, um, on certain things, they went into this movie and they raved about it. And they said, you got, not just to me, just in general, you need to be mm -hmm. watching this movie. It's an important movie. Uh, you know, Taron Edgerton just tears it up in this movie as Elton John and, yes. you know, give this man an Oscar and, and mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. So now, like we've talked about before, I'm not really into musicals that get onto <laughs> film. Like in other words, yes. there are sometimes that it just works. There just there just is. There's sometimes it works, yes. but a lot of times movies that come from Broadway and get translated to film don't work for me. That said, this is not the case. In this example, I think I'm just going to be honest. I think that this movie really would have made a better musical, like a Broadway musical, and I think it would have been fantastic. I mean, the elements of a Broadway musical are in this for sure, from yeah. breaking out into dance and song, trying to tell the story through the, you know, the performance. It's all there and it's all done very solidly. I will say that Taron Edgerton does a fantastic job as Elton John. I was actually surprised. Like, I like his voice. He, you know, was watching the commercial and I'm thinking, well, I don't know if I'm really going to be feeling him singing all these songs. He does a fine job. And I can honestly tell you that by the end of the movie, I'd kind of forgotten that he's doing Elton because he okay. does a great Elton. And when he is, when, when there is acting going on, when they're not singing and performing and there's just a story going on, it's a very well-told story. When I went into it, Gail and I actually said, okay, we both kind of feel like, I'm going to be honest with you. I went into this movie strictly for the conversation of it. I had no yes. intentions of watching it. I made that pretty clear. But then once everyone started talking about it, I felt like I would be doing the show a disservice if we didn't, one of us didn't go and check it out or both of oh, us didn't and, go and check and it out. And also from the Twitter, just to let y'all know, all I saw on Twitter from Dan on this is says, I have now seen Rocket Man. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's all he's going to say. Which is smart. It's smart. I'm drawing in the listeners, Steve. It's a marketing thing. No. Very smart. Very smart. <laughs> you stick with me, kid. I'll show you the ropes. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I was vague for the purpose of that I was going to talk about on yeah. the show. So I have mixed feelings about this movie, man. I will tell you that if I would have gone to a Broadway theater and seen this, I would have come out raving about it. Yes. This is fucking phenomenal. Taron Edgerton just stole the show. The music yes. was great. The actors that, that, and the, you know, the singers and actors that participated in this were all fantastic. And guess uh -huh. what? I'm going to say the same thing about the movie as far as the, the crew goes, the, you know, the stars of the movie, the performers, yes. they all do a fantastic job. But I, I just don't care for these type of movies. Okay. So Gail and I go into the movie and we're like, all right, here's a deal. We both feel the same way about this. Let's go ahead and issue the tap out rule where if one of us just taps on the leg, we're out. We're going to bounce. Fair enough. She wants to do that. So we sit down, the movie starts and it immediately goes into that Broadway mode and you oh. get people you get people singing his songs and dancing uh -huh. in a neighborhood and yeah. it's just it's, oh no i can't do that dude i'm going to tell you and she was serious about this within about 3 minutes of the movie she tapped out and i'm like That's i look at her and i went okay i respect what you what we just talked about i said <laughs> but it's literally 3 minutes into the movie anything can happen at this point she's like yeah you got a point i said okay. so let's do this Let's let's focus on this movie and try to watch it as if we're watching a Broadway performance and see where that takes us. So she's a good idea. And that's what we did. And we and that's how we viewed this movie. So I can tell you that uh, 
the first like maybe three songs of this movie, I am doing everything in my power to be like, no, I'm going to tap out now. Like I I, can't, I even said one time, like I was trying to cheat and be like, you sure you don't want to honor that tap out? She's like, no, no, we're good. But I was ready to tap. And I, I just wasn't feeling it. Like I just, it just wasn't my kind of a movie. Right. But here's the thing with this. As the movie evolves, matter of fact, uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to go back for just a second. Chris from ADO Radio, I'm very curious to see what he has to say about this movie because he he did walk out. I know I don't think this is his type of movie whatsoever, but he checked it out probably for the same reason that I did, just to be in the conversation about it. He said he walked out. I don't know if it had to do with his theater, which probably is not the case as opposed to the movie, but he was not feeling this movie whatsoever. Okay, so I can kind of relate to that. I'm like, oh, this is getting really hard, man. I think I need to need to bounce because I'm thinking, well, Ma's just playing next door. Maybe we can just take the tickets back. I'll go peep, peep Ma or something. But that wasn't the case. I feel like this movie is um, talked about enough and is attractive enough. Like the movie itself is a very beautiful movie. It's shot very well. It's very colorful. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's just that type of a movie. You know what I mean? People love the movie Mamma Mia. I don't like that movie. It's not my thing, but people rave about that one. So I'm thinking, okay, well I brought myself to this. So for me to just walk out of it, and this is no, no, nothing to Chris. I'm just talking about me personally, for me to walk out of this movie, I'm not giving it its full attention. And like, if people are raving about it, they've got to be raving for some reason. Okay. So that's my mindset. So three songs into the movie, they do uh, Saturday night. And that's where I went, oh, man, I'm really, really struggling right now because it goes from a setting where it's young Elton playing in this little bar. And the mom's like, well, play the song that he, he plays a couple of songs. And um, she's like, well, play the song that uh, that I like you to play. And he goes into Saturday night. It's kind of rough, dude. And then the yeah. whole bar starts dancing around. And oh, then no, it shows no, him no, 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 like no. as a kid. Uh-huh. But yeah. then like it switches and now it's Taryn as an older as, you know, as an older Elton, yeah. he takes over and he's very like the first time you see him come on performing that way. I'm like, whoa, OK, like he's very good at it. OK, I'm, I'm going to keep saying that the whole time. He's very good at what he does in this movie. But it OK, was, I nah, you know, I decided to go ahead and just push on through. And I'll be honest with you, dude, I'm glad I did. That's good. Yeah, I didn't hate this movie. I do appreciate what they're doing with it. And like I said, had this been a Broadway musical, it would have been one of the best Broadway musicals I've seen. What gets me about this one is that um, even though they managed to use the songs wisely to spin the tale and tell you what he went through and everything, they do it really well. Like you, ha- you have to just sort of put that part on hold and be like, I know what they're doing. I'm locked in now. I, I get their rhythm of what's what's happening here, and I'm going to go with it because the movie's not going to change, right? Like it's 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 it is what it is. It's what so it I is. have to watch this for what it is, or just sit and bitch about it the entire time. So I allowed myself to get into the movie, and they do a really really fine job of lining everything up and telling the tale. Now I am an Elton John fan. I love Elton John, but I am not like a historian when it comes to him. So the immediate vibe that I got off of this one is that even though they're telling the tale that's chronological, I. Pretty sure that they're throwing songs in that shouldn't be from that time. And I don't For know if sure. that's more of a message like like um, he did a song in his later years, well, I Want Love. Do you know that song? No. It wasn't a favorite song of mine, but it was like a slow song. And it came out when he was older, like after he was sober and everything like that, after I'm Still Standing and all of that. And it shows him like showing songs to the um, the the record company. Like there, it's him and... Um, Bernie Taupin or Topan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say his name, but he played by yeah. Jamie Bell. And they're, they, they're a very strong, and this is the truth, they're a very strong writing duo. Like they've been doing this for 50 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they still write great songs. 
they're trying to show these songs to the record company. And he's like, well, show me what you got. And he starts playing like, I want love and like stuff from his older career. And they're like, yeah, this all sucks. Show me something that is going to wow me. And then he goes back into the young Elton stuff. Now, I don't know if they just did that for the purposes of like, like they weren't ready for this Elton yet. So he went with the more colorful Elton John and that's what made him popular. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, I don't know if it's just it. a nod to like, we can't put every song in the movie. So we'll, we'll, okay. we'll put these in, in a weird fashion that kind of confused me. And I wish that they would have just gone chronological with it and showed his first hit and so on. Um, hate to draw the comparison, but I really wish they would have done the Bohemian Rhapsody treatment with this one. I wish they would have just done that because yeah. That's the movie that I wanted to see. And maybe that's just my bias towards those types of movies. But what I'm getting at is that the acting was so freaking solid in this movie. They could have had that. There's some very touching scenes in this movie, dude. But then they go and they 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 do this musical thing. And again, if that's if that's what you like, then they do it well. Yes. I just would have rather seen one or the other. So, okay. you know, I liked Rocket Man. Um, I think it was well done, but. My opinion was changed a little bit just because the performances were very strong with this one. Okay. And let's let's talk Oscar talk real quick, okay? So I hear a lot of give this man an Oscar. Okay, everyone calm down. Just calm down for a second. Let me let me, let me holler at you for just a moment. If they give him an Oscar, it's going to be like a music. I don't think it's going to be for best drum dramatic performance or anything like that. And I don't think that he gave enough dramatic performance for him to get that. It's more of a musical thing. So it'll probably be in the uh, nomination of like a best musical or comedy. And then this brings me to this point. How many more musicals are we going to get this year? Like this. So it kind of makes me wonder if he's just going to fall into this as a default. I get that. It's not that he doesn't deserve some kind of a, a, you know, acknowledgement because he does a really fine job. I'm actually, I was more impressed with him than, than not. It's just, this movie just, people are going to argue this with me. I felt like this one didn't really know what it wanted to do. It, it wanted to be a musical. It wanted to be a, a very strong drama. There are some really touching moments in this here that could have been even more touching had they just gone the way of an actual drama. And I think it gets watered down in the performances and everything. A lot of people are going to disagree with me on that, but that's that's my call. So I will say about Rocket Man is that um, it was better than I expected. Uh, it, it took some chances. It was really funny because when I went into the movie theater, it was... Uh, it was pretty much just like white people, I would say over 50 in the movie and then us. And uh, it was really funny to watch the gay scenes because Gail pointed out to me, she started looking around like, what are you doing? And she's looking at all the older guys and they're like looking at their phones, like super uncomfortable. <laughs> Shit, it was, it was kind of funny. <laughs> but they but this movie touches on some things that are they're, you know, beautiful and, and were part of his life. And I think that they could have just done so much more with it if they had given it the Bohemian Rhapsody treatment. But that said, this is a good movie. Um, if you like musicals, check it out. If you can really, you know, if you if you watched Mamma Mia and those kind of things on the on the big screen, you will definitely like this movie. And I think that a lot of people are going to like this one a whole lot more than I did. I will say that uh, if it came on cable again and I was just flipping through the channels and it was the right scene, I would probably stop and watch it. That's where I'm okay. at with this one. Okay. Okay. But this is just my opinion and maybe this will change uh, at the next noises. Okay. But this is not the, one of the best movies of the year. I think that a lot of people are very infatuated with the fact that there's an Elton John movie right now and that there's some music and they go in and it makes them feel good much like they did for Bohemian Rhapsody. But I still think, and even though these two aren't trying to compare themselves to each other, I think Bohemian Rhapsody is the better movie. Um, I don't think that Taron Egerton did the, the performance that Rami Malek did that would give him 
the award. I really think this is going to be a default thing because it's probably going to be the only musical that comes out like this this year. Maybe I'm wrong. Call me on at the end of the year. We'll see how we do. But uh, I'm going to be real with you. Uh, I, I liked it, but I'm going to go ahead and just give it a two out of five feather boas. That's a total fair. That's a fair thing. I'm not yeah. going to watch this movie. I'm going to wait for it to come on DVD or by happenstance on on because those aren't my movies. And I would just do like Chris did. I would dip. And that's not fair to the movie. I'd be like, you know what? No. I'll just watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it at home. And because I, I don't want to be that bah humbug person that just goes in there to hate on it. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, it's just, it's just not mine. Yeah. It's not my thing. Perfectly fine. And more power to them. You know, the more music, the better. Maybe it'll make some kid decide to play an instrument. But um, I'm glad you dug it, man. I'm glad that you didn't hate it. Uh, I'm very, you just got me excited for the noises. I'm very eager to see where this place is on the noises at the end of the year. I will say that I'm still sort of thinking about the movie and I am walking around humming Elton John songs. So maybe it did a little bit more to me. And maybe when all said and done, I will like it even a little bit more. But like I said, I didn't hate it. It just wasn't what I wanted to hate this movie, believe it or not. When I went into it, you don't go into a movie going, okay, we can tap out and leave, right? No. If you're expecting a fantastic movie. So the movie won me over eventually, but it was a bit of a struggle to get to that point where I'm like, okay, cool. All right. I can appreciate what they're doing with this one. But yeah, uh, it's a two out of five uh, feather boas for me, dog. And that brings us. To the end, do you want to sing a song to say goodbye to them or no? You're in a musical mood. Uh, no, I'm good. I think I butchered them with Wu-Tang last week, and I think I will allow them to not have that in their ears this week. So. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thanks to some people that made me feel good about it, man. Come on, do a song a week. Go ahead. Song a week? Uh, I don't have anything prepared this week, sir. So maybe maybe next week. You don't want to hear me singing Elton. What about um? Someone Save My, uh, say, someone save my Life Tonight? Yeah, that's not happening. But you know what? <laughs> out of the two of us, out of the two of us, you are the better singer. So I could arrange this right now if you want to, you know. No, it's okay. No, do it's a few okay. bars. No, no. That's no, what no. I thought, Steve. No, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. But ladies and gentlemen, it brings us to the end. Dan, thank you for carrying the show today. I really appreciate it. This thank man you. did the thing. I really, I really love, love, love what we talked about in the beginning. We will be getting a, um, the Patreon eventually so that we could talk about relationship things. Uh, in the privacy of our living room, uh, as we want to, I would like to call it the living room conversations. And I have a lot to tell you about what's going on in my life. And again, hey, people, if it kind of tickled your fancy, go ahead and get yourself a therapist or a, a counselor. Talk yourself through these things. Um, enjoy the wonderful day. See you next week. The next voice you're going to be hearing is the almighty Dan. And I'm going to bounce these files to this brother so that he has it in time to get it out to you because he does all the work and he's killing it. I love y'all. Peace. That was the voice of Steve Hudson. Guys, again, uh, to kind of echo what he says, we really weren't intending to go down the road of talking about mental illness and things like that. But you know what? That's just as real as two guys going to the movies to watch shit. Maybe you don't subscribe to this to hear that kind of thing, but this is the Heroes of Noise and you're going to kind of get what you get as we give it because we like a format, but we also like just BS. And when you have two good friends that haven't seen each other for a week, these things are going to happen. If you're going through it and you're feeling like there is no positive outcome to this, please call someone. You are loved, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. And if you need to reach out to the kid, my name is Dan Ramirez. You can do so at Dan Q Public. Hit me up on Facebook. Email me. I'm here for you. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I'm here for you. If you really need someone at the very least, if you have no one, reach out to me. I will be there for you. I promise. Um, Getting back to that. 
I'm going to put the links into the notes. Remember, we started a, a, fa- a Facebook group. It's the Heroes of Noise podcast community. Please feel free to contribute, man, and, and get to know each other. So you guys are all talking. That is my ultimate goal. Again, the Discord server, which will be in there as well. That's it for me. People, I want you guys to have a fantastic week. And most importantly, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. We are the Heroes of Noise. Peace. Peace. <laughs>